Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. It's Greenland, like being Amish, but with more ice. Bye. It's time to take a dip in the pool of stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. First of all, you're not buying a $75 pie. You're paying for an airline ticket for this pie. True enough. I forgot. All the planes you get on now, it's like there's two people with masks and gloves on and just pies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, sir. You're going to have to stop smoking and it's just a key lime pie sitting there like, what? You don't know what I've seen. Shut up. I'm going to see T-Bone. Featuring Panama Ted, Leanna Ray on traffic. You know I hate you guys, right? And all the weird sounds the internet has ever made. Just want to remind everybody that it's Columbus Day. The only one I've ever met that can handle my job. Just got flaps all over the place. Does that make any sense to you? This is Common Man and T-Bone. <laughs> Welcome in. Happy Thursday to you. No Common Man today, but joining us, the man, the myth, the legend. Dave Biddle. What's up, Bids? How are you, man? Bone, great to be with you. You're, you probably hear it all the time. You might be uh, kind of, uh, not, not sick of it, but your intro is fantastic on this show. I just wanted to throw that out there. You're just well, cracking defi- up listening to it's it. It's definitely insane. It's definitely an insane <laughs> intro every time. Ted puts all those together. Ted finds all the dumb stuff we say, and he puts it in there. So, but yeah, yeah. Bids, I agree. They're on. they're really good. I agree, Bids. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Ted. Yeah. Ted, yes. <laughs> Panama Ted will never turn away a compliment. That is for sure. Uh, we've got plenty to get to today. We will do Bone of Education, top of the 4 o'clock hour. It should be called Biddle of Education because, Bids, you're going to handle that one today. And what do we have that we're going to learn about in Bone of Education? Children, we are going to learn about shrimp. And, and not just, Ooh. you know... Yeah, not, not just our favorite shrimp to eat. We're going to learn about shrimp. We have some very good details to pass along. So we're going to get into like about, the biological little creatures. Like a biological a bit, yeah. background. Yes. Of it. Okay. I, I like yes. that very much. Uh, yes, so sir. we've got, we've got that. We've got, uh, some updates on some news with the Bengals that is getting some traction. A story we talked about yesterday and some stuff going on as well with Joe Mixon. So we'll get into all that. Four o'clock hour. Uh, we have got. Uh, ownership talking about various issues going on in sports. One owner of a pro sports team was very mad about how things went down yesterday, so we'll tell you about that. And Would You Rather, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, you can tweet your Would You Rathers at manandbone971 right now, and we will have those coming up at 534. So, yeah, big stuff to talk about today, Bids, but it probably is no surprise. We're going to start off talking about something we talked about a lot yesterday because – it was a pretty historic day yesterday to see the NBA just completely wipe out a full slate of games due to the players uh, stepping away and not playing. I've seen people call it a boycott, but boycott feels like a weird word. That's that's something that consumers do. I don't know if strike is the right word. I don't know if like sit down or whatever you want to call it, but they purposefully said we're not going to play these games. And the Bucks started that by saying they would not play and theoretically would forfeit their game against the Magic, the Magic said, no, we're not going to take your forfeit. We will sit out too. And then every other team followed suit. So there's a little more update on that. But just initially, you weren't on the air yesterday. This is a pretty weird day in sports, right? I mean, you haven't seen anything like that, I would assume, in your lifetime, because I certainly don't recall seeing it. No, uh, nothing like that. 
what's crazy about it, as weird as it was, it's kind of like it's 2020. It kind of just, you know, I, it, we see weird things all the time. It didn't even feel like as crazy as it was. didn't even feel that, that insane because of everything we've been dealing with in 2020. Um, and, yeah, it was also interesting to kind of unpack all of the things that they went through. Like, you know, they ended up getting on the same page, but apparently – um, the Milwaukee Bucks made this decision pretty late. We all know the Orlando Magic were already out there. The officials were already out there. The other teams had not been notified. So there was initially from reports, you know, off ESPN. I know Woj was talking about this and some of the other reporters were saying that some of the players were initially a little upset. Not that the Milwaukee Bucks had this mindset. They support that, but they were a little upset, Bone, that, um, there was no communication. They're also, they're supposed to be like all in on this. Whatever decision they make, the players, they want to be unified, which they are now. So they've gotten on the same page but it was interesting to hear some of the background there that some of the players were a little perturbed that um you know they were not uh you know they were not really in the loop when the bucks made their final decision but something like that it's so emotional i'm sure that the bucks themselves were debating up until the last moment so no games yesterday no games today looks like they're going to play tomorrow some people will say well well, you know what good did this do but we're talking about it we were talking you know talking about it yesterday so it's at least getting the conversation out there i think there was some concern bone from nba fans like could this could they just not play that was a big topic of conversation i know this morning and so it sounds like good news if you're worried about if the nba is just not going to finish their season no they're going to finish their season i mean you had people like jay williams saying this morning that they should just not play i'm thinking come on hopefully they uh hopefully they're able to finish their season they, they've come this far and it looks like they will yeah yeah they they have come to that conclusion and it sounds like the meetings that went on yesterday between the Lakers, well the lakers and the clippers i guess both the, the story last night was that they both voted to just end the season and then walked out. LeBron and, and some of the other players from those teams walked out of the room and said, we're done. We're just we're not playing. And so it sounds like today more players were able to kind of talk about that and say, well, look, can we do something where we still finish the season, but we are able to have more of a voice? And I, like you said, it may seem like, all right, well, what is this going to do? But, you know, I was listening to James and Bo this morning. And, you know, they were talking about this situation. I was listening to, you know, Rothman and Ice. They were talking about the situation. I mean, it's not just us on this station talking about it all across the country. This is now a topic of conversation, not just, wow, they didn't play. That's crazy. What was it that caused them not to play? And the answer is a brutal shooting at the hands of a police officer of an of what sounds like an unarmed black man. And then you had people walking in the streets, killing people. After that, and the social unrest that goes along with all of those stories, I know that's not something we touch on a lot in sports, but when you have an entire league, and not just them, Major League Baseball teams didn't play yesterday, Major League Soccer shut down all their games, when you have this many people speaking out about something, sure, there's a part of me, and years ago, this is who I would have been. I would have been the guy that said, shut up and dribble, because that's... That's how I grew up. That's what I was taught. That's kind of how I, I lived. That's what people around me would have said about something like this. And we didn't have this issue go on, but there's been issues going on socially around sports for the last, ever since I've been alive, you know, and I'm sure Bill, you can, you can say the same thing on that. And at least for me, it, at one of the points here where we had to pause, and I would say probably for me, it was the Kaepernick incident, which happened to be oddly enough, four years ago yesterday, where I said, all right, what are we actually, what is motivating this guy to take such a stand where he is getting ripped to shreds? 
And that's where, as you start to understand issues and you start to listen a little bit more and not just have a knee-jerk reaction, I will admit my, my thoughts and my opinions have changed over the years. And I guess that's that's something Mike and I always talk about. If you have the same opinion you had 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago on an issue, it's not a bad thing to pause momentarily and reflect on that. And yesterday allowed for a moment, if you're an NBA fan or if you're just a sports fan who kind of watches the NBA, you saw them shut their league down. It might be worth looking into what was it that caused them to shut their league down? And I, I think that's what yesterday led to to some degree. But the, the players will tell you that they don't want that to be it. They want there to be something more than that. And I think that's a, a realistic concern is to to find ways to make a difference that don't just involve not playing. So they will continue to play. And that's at least a good thing for NBA fans to see. But I'm sure you'll hear more about some of the underlying issues as we go forward in the NBA playoffs. Very well said. And I give Adam Silver a, a tremendous amount of credit. I mean, of all of the commissioners, he's, he seems like by far the best. And you never know. Does he agree with everything that's going on at, at all times? That, you know, maybe he allows things to happen that he's not a huge fan of. Um, but he has the players' backs. He wants to make sure there's great communication in the NBA. It's one of the things that we're mad about with college football right now is the lack of communication from the Big Ten. They don't have that in the NBA. And the players might be mad at something, but they don't feel like, you know, the commissioner is an adversary of them. They feel like he is on their side, and I think that helps a lot with this. The other thing that helps is basically, and you're right with LeBron, if LeBron didn't want to play, they're not playing. If LeBron wants to play, they're playing. I really think it comes down to that. Maybe I'm oversimplifying it, Bone. Uh, he's got the most to lose here because he has a chance to win the title. Now looks looked like the Lakers were like, who was this team that came to the bubble? They didn't have Avery Bradley. Right. They, they just yeah. kind of looked out of sorts. Are the Blazers going to upset them? Now it looks like they're going to finish off the Blazers with ease, give them the gentleman sweep, 4-1. to one. Um, LeBron could win a title, and he's also the most powerful voice in the league. So it sounds like LeBron today, maybe uh, if I had to guess, um, was one of the guys that said, okay, let's figure out how we can keep the spotlight on this but still play. I Not would, ignore yeah. it like it didn't happen. But you know what I mean? I, I'm sure LeBron was, was one of the big leaders today to, to make sure that this uh, the season continued. Because right last night, he was thinking maybe, you know, okay, yeah, even though I have the, the most to lose here, maybe it's time just to call off the season. And, uh, you know, I, I'm glad cooler heads prevailed because I think if they just called off the season, they could keep the spotlight on it to a certain degree. Playing, I would think it's hard. It's impossible for me to put myself in their shoes, actually. Um, you know, the African-American uh, NBA players. But, you know, I would imagine... That you could keep the spotlight on it more if you were playing. I mean, right yeah, now, I mean, their uniforms yeah. are decked out with certain slogans. They can put what they want on there, and maybe they'll, they'll amp that up, whatever the players want to do. Um, and that's why I think Silver's such a good commissioner. He's going to make sure his players, um, you know, feel like they have a voice and they're not, you know, constrained of, of what they can do. So, um, but yeah, I, I think LeBron's a big part of this, and, and, and we'll see what happens. Oh, I think you're totally right. If, if LeBron didn't want to play, the season would feel cheapened. Right. I mean, it would feel like, okay, well, then this isn't if LeBron, if the, if one of the five best players in the NBA, three best players in the NBA, depending on who you want to ask about that in a particular moment, like right now. But if, if he's not playing, if Kawhi Leonard said, I'm not playing and their team said they're not playing, it's two of the best teams in the league. If they sit down, anything else you do is going to be meaningless as far as a championship because you're not going to feel like you saw the best teams playing. And that's that's where you're right. He has a lot of power. Um, I do think LeBron, though, is kind of... <laughs> this is just the nature of everything around LeBron. For the people who don't like him, if if he... If they come back and play, which they sounds like everyone's coming back to play and, and they will resume the season, people will say, oh, LeBron just did this for a stunt. 
You know, and if, if he sat out and said, no, I, I believe in this so much, not that he doesn't, but if they said, no, it's, it's, we're not playing at all. We are shutting it down. Then the same people would say, well, there you go. LeBron thought he was going to lose. That's why he did this. There's no winning with some people in life. That's, I guess, what I'm saying is LeBron could make whatever decision he wanted to. The NBA could make whatever decision they wanted to. The players could all unify and say what they're doing as they are. And there are some people who just will always choose to see whatever cynical view of life they want to. And this is coming from a cynic. I am a very cynical person. <laughs> but at some point, you do need to stop every time you see something that doesn't line up with what you think about the world and say, all right, why is that going on? And try to understand the other side. And that will get us further as a society, I think, much more than yelling at each other online, which I think does, as much as we all do it, it does very little. So... There's got to be ways that we have better understanding, and hopefully that came out of this. We'll see. Uh, We'll take a break. When we come back, the lawyers are getting involved in the Big Ten. Details next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You're going to find some slow traffic on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Plan about a five-minute backup in that area. And traffic is slow on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. Another five-minute delay over there. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything to start the school year right at amazing prices, no matter where school happens. This week at Staples, Apple AirPods are only $134. You save $25. Offer ends on the 29th. Limit two. While supplies last. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. School on, save on at Staples. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Don't worry, we don't get bones analogies either. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Dave Biddle filling in for Common Man today. Panama Ted is back in the fan studios, which are sponsored by Lindsay Honda. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. You can visit lindsayhonda.com for more. But I haven't asked you this because we haven't been on the air uh, together yet during this whole pandemic, but you're broadcasting from home. I'm broadcasting from home. I'm in my basement. What part of the house are you in? Where, where, do you, uh, where have you been situated when you do these shows? I am also in my beautiful unfinished basement. It's my office anyway. Um, yeah, so down here in the basement. Um, loving it, man. Loving it. Yeah. I'd rather be in the studio with you. This is the next best thing. Yeah, I know. Like the studio aspect is a lot of fun, and I like having the ability to see the person I'm talking to. That is good. <laughs> but if the option was like be in a building where you can't see someone, then at least it's like, but you get to stay home. Like at least they've got us at home. So I think that part is is much better. And what's what's amazing to me is. I don't think the bosses need to know that, like, we should just tell them we're back at the studio. Whenever this all gets lifted and we can go back in, we should just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're there. Yep. yep yeah. We're all, we're all there. We're definitely not broadcasting from home still. <laughs> like, we're wearing I mean, pants. How um, many times are they going to swing by and look in? I mean, they're not going to look. 
Like, they're just going to be like, all right, you guys are in there? We're like, yep, we're in the studio. Please don't come in and bug us during the show. It's very distracting. And then we just stay at home all day. That's what I think we should do. Just keep it keep it at home. That's what that's. I'm all for it, man. Other than, you know, the occasional, like, maybe once a year, we all get in the studio. We get to see each other's faces again, find out how fat everybody got, and then we go back home. That's that's my goal. That's what I'm trying to do. So we'll see. That if we sounds can get that like done. the plan, man. Yeah, if you can do your job from home, why not? I know a lot right. of uh, companies, you know, outside of media are now like with people going back to work. I know this has been going on for a while. Some companies I've read stories basically just want people to go back in the office just because that's how they've always done it, not because they think they're <laughs> going to be more productive. I'm like, listen, I mean, that's never a, a good uh, modus operandi. Why do you do this? Because that's the way we've always done it. Oh, it's like, man, man if, they yeah. be, if they can be as much uh, or as productive or more at home because they're not worrying about commuting and all that other stuff, you know, you might be saving costs by not having them come in. You wouldn't have to have a big of a building. From home. You could have a smaller building. Yeah, I'm totally with that's that. That's right. You think that would work out better. So we'll see. But either way, glad you're on with us. Even if we are talking to each other from our basements, it's still fun. Uh, so this story is uh, certainly we know it's not going to go away for a while, but there's a new twist in the Big Ten not having a season saga. And the latest is that I believe it's, well, there's a number of Nebraska football players, Dave, that are filing a lawsuit against the Big Ten. Let's tell the people about it. Yeah, so specifically, Bone, eight Nebraska football players have filed a lawsuit, and they don't want money. They they want answers. They want the football season reinstated is the main thing. Short of that, they want answers. They want transparency. They want to know exactly who voted for what. The problem is there wasn't really a, an official vote. Um, Minnesota's president uh, you know, threw water on that. You know, they came out and said that there actually was not a vote, which backed up what Penn State's AD said and other you know, unnamed ADs and presidents had indicated. So, uh, But they filed this lawsuit today. The Big Ten has already responded, Bone, and, and I don't know, maybe the, since we've been on there, maybe the last 20 minutes, Big Ten is saying, quote, there is no merit to this lawsuit. The statement's longer than that. They didn't just release like a, <laughs> a, a terse oh, one-line statement. Yeah, they there's gave no more merit. detail. Like, yeah, this, yeah, they gave more yeah. details in this than they did any of the time previously. That's encouraging. <laughs> yes, maybe they're learning. Kevin Warren. That's right. Kevin Warren was not the one releasing the statement, so it actually had like you know some actual information in it. It wasn't just regurgitation of what he had said previously. Now, something like this is it going to work? I don't think so, but it doesn't hurt. I think if you're holding on any hope for a season, meaning a fall season for the Big Ten, keeping the heat on is the best way to do it. I do feel like um, they're not going to change their minds. I hope I'm wrong because even if they feel like they made the wrong decision, Bone, um, and I don't know if they feel like that, but let's say they feel like there's been, because of the medical technology, the medical science of the last few weeks that uh, and the numbers going the right way. I know here in Franklin County we've gone from a level three emergency now down to a level two. My kids will be going back to school school, at least in the hybrid sense, instead of doing the e-learning, so we're moving the right way. Um, I think even if that they believe that they made a mistake on August 11th, they jumped the gun, and they feel like there's be a, a way to get the season in, and they feel like the other Power 5 conferences other than the Pac-12 are going to play, I still don't think that they would swallow their pride bone and admit they made a mistake and go back on it. But go Huskers. I like that they're fighting the good fight here. I don't think it's going to work, but I, I applaud what Nebraska is doing. I, I find that lawsuit very interesting because you're right. They're not seeking money. They they literally say in the lawsuit, we are seeking um, whatever the legal term would be for reversing all this and giving us football. Like it, I forget what they say, like a, a redress of grievances or something like that, but basically saying, yeah, reverse your decision and let us play football. And I, I do think as as much as I support wanting to have football 
you know, in an ideal world. The problem is I see for these players from a legal standpoint, again, not a lawyer, that they're coming at it saying, you're breaking our contract. And I would believe the judge would say, well, what contract is that? And I don't know what the answer is there because they do play football voluntarily. This is one of the, the frustrating parts of all the times where like people like me have been saying, I wish the players could organize. I wish there was some group that would get a seat at the table when these coaches and ADs and power brokers in college football get to make all these decisions. The vast majority of the people in college football have no say in it. And that's where I've thought for years, Northwestern players wanting to unionize some of the other discussions. If that had happened, there wouldn't probably have been a situation like this because something would have had to been done to address all players across all conferences and not just one conference saying we can't play another conference saying we can play. And that's where it's, we can't undo that now, but I hope that this leads to the parents that have, you know, led this charge and some of these players filing this lawsuit. Good. I hope that organizational desire can be maintained beyond whatever happens this fall with this football season. Yeah. And, What's happening in college football, Bone, reminds me a lot of boxing and, and where, you know, why boxing really fell apart there. It's coming back a little bit. I love boxing, full disclosure, but the biggest problem with boxing is there's not one governing body. That's why I think UFC does a great job. You know, Dana White might be a, a jerk, but man, he's a great businessman and, and it's like there is one governing body. That's how it works. With boxing, you got like, 50 different like you know <laughs> championship belts and everything there needs to be one governing body college football same deal there should be like a czar of college football a commissioner of college football not the president of the ncaa mark emmert a very feckless leader terrible leader has no power so now you have the power five conferences just doing whatever they want um there needs to be some unity to your point the players the conferences themselves they should all be making this decision together. There shouldn't be 40% of the Power 5 conferences not playing, the other 60% playing. It is the craziest thing I've ever seen, even for 2020 standards. Yeah. And I keep coming back to this bone. If they are able to play, those other three conferences are able to play and finish their seasons and crown a national champion, and Ohio State and the rest of the Big Ten and the Pac-12 sitting at home watching Alabama and Clemson play, and the Buckeyes are sitting there just watching it, and they were told they can't play because of coronavirus concerns, and the season goes off, I don't want to say without a hitch, there's probably going to be things that happen like we're seeing in Major League Baseball, but I bet you they will forge ahead in conferences like the SEC. And if that happens and they finish their season, saying the Big Ten has egg on its face would be a vast understatement. It's going to be the biggest blunder in sports history, and I can't even think of a close second. Yeah, I understand that. I do think, though, like on the same token, like we talked about earlier, if LeBron and, and the Lakers weren't playing in the NBA you know, playoffs – that negates the finals to a large degree because one of the best teams isn't playing. I don't know how anyone could look at this championship if they get one in and say it's legitimate for Bama or Clemson or whoever were to win it because Ohio State, which you know is one of the best four teams in the country, didn't have a shot to even play, let alone get into the into the playoffs. So that is the Big Ten's fault, but that's something that I think as we go forward, if this does actually happen – I can't see a way that that is ever looked at as legitimate by anyone outside of that school because it it shouldn't be. It it's it would be a ridiculous notion to think that you're actually the real champion when you haven't even played potentially the best team in the country. Um, I've got a few more thoughts on that, but we'll also talk about the Bills. They've made a bizarre decision that we'll tell you about next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. You're going to find an I-70 downtown split eastbound at the 71 East split. There's an injury crash blocking the ramp to northbound I-71. Police are on scene trying to get things clear, but this area will remain closed until further notice. You might want to avoid this in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything to start the school year right at amazing prices, no matter where school happens. This week at Staples, Apple AirPods are only $134. You save $25. Offer I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. On the 29th, limit two while supplies last. School on, save on at Staples. Only an array with fan traffic. Broadcasting live from the Tacoma Dome, here's Man and Bone. Welcome in. Happy Thursday to you. No common man today, but Dave Biddle is filling in for man. Biz is going to do bone of education, so I guess it should be Biddle of education. What do we learn about today, Bids? Shrimp. You're going to find out everything you need to know about shrimp, kids. Maybe not everything, but you're going to find out some cool stuff about shrimp, our little friends. Yeah. You know, I was telling you before the show, like, we started doing Bone of Education back in March because, you know, they sent the kids home from school. We were home, you know, here at the time. Like, every sport was completely shut down. And I remember thinking back then, like, wow, what are we going to talk about every day for three hours with no sports going on? And as it turned out, there were plenty of sports stories. But I jokingly mentioned to Mike, like, back because in the uh, 70s, there was a uh, I want I'm trying to remember what exactly it was but they had to shut the schools down for a while. I I want to say due to an energy crisis, uh fuel shortages, things like that. So as part of the effort to conserve energy, they just didn't have schools open in Columbus for a, a handful of months, I want to say. And when they did that, all the local TV stations and even some radio stations donated airtime to school teachers so they could at least continue teaching a curriculum because back in the 70s, we didn't have Zoom. We didn't have, you know, Microsoft Teams. We couldn't get on there and <laughs> figure out it. We didn't have cell phones, let alone any of that. So uh, that was kind of the idea behind Bone of Education. And now we're to a point where some sports are back. Schools are starting back up. So I think we're probably going to end Bone of Education sooner than later. But uh, maybe we will do like a weekly podcast where we have a Bone of Education once a week. So I don't, you know, I have to do it every day. But... Once a week could be fun. And then maybe I'll have you on bids as a guest and we can recap like shrimp, but we can do like a half hour on it instead of five minutes. So if you're up for that, depending on how much we have with shrimp content today, you might get another call. Well, in case you do uh, get rid of the segment, I'm glad I'm getting in before you end it. Cause it's, it's a really cool segment. And it's funny hearing you talk about like when, you know, back in March when everything shut down. I don't know if you and I have talked about this. Um, I don't think we have. You're a very big NASCAR fan. Me, mm-hmm. not so much in the past. And, uh, one of the good things that come out of 2020 bone is I have discovered the greatness that is NASCAR. Um, really? You know, it was, it was really the first one to come back. I've adopted Ryan Blaney as my driver. I put something oh, on Twitter. Oh, like, did NASCAR you? NASCAR fans. 
this is like a few months ago. I'm like, NASCAR fans, I'm new to the party here. I need a favorite driver. I'm taking suggestions, but you have to give a reason why. People are giving a lot of good suggestions. As I've learned now, I probably should have taken the Kevin Harvick suggestion or Denny Hamlin. Definitely Harvick because he just <laughs> wins every race. Yeah, but I picked Blaney because he's an he's an Ohio guy. His dad yes. nicknamed yep. the, the Buckeye Bullet. His dad's got a great first name too, Dave Blaney. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, like, that's it, Buckeye Bullet. Even though he you know, that's not his name, but it's his dad's name. So that's my guy, Ryan Blaney. And I, I've been watching NASCAR even now that other sports are back. Still following along with NASCAR. It's easy though. I was thought I'd be excited about the Reds, and they are terrible. So there you go, Bone. That was the. Hey, man. I thought you would love that. That I have now picked up NASCAR. So next time you go on a road trip to Bristol, you got to take me with. Oh, you. dude, we'll we'll hook you up. And I mean, me and Ted are always talking NASCAR. YRB, Young Ryan Blaney, is what they call him. And uh, yeah, I've watched his dad race. His, the The Blaney family owns Sharon Speedway up near the Pennsylvania border. Yes, out past Youngstown. And I've never been up there, but I, I plan to go sometime. But yeah, his family owns that, runs that. Uh, his his grandfather Lou Blaney, I think, was the one that started all that. So yeah, the Blaney's racing in Ohio, it's a big deal. So you picked Ryan Blaney. I don't think you could do worse than that, or much better than that. I should say that's that's a pretty good call. So I'm excited for the Dave Biddle NASCAR fandom. This is good to know. We'll <laughs> we'll be quizzing you throughout uh, the next couple of days. That's good. Um, yes, this, yes. This story is a little weird and. Bids, I figured you had some perspective on this, too, being in the media. You know how this goes. But the Bills have banned their own reporter for violating the team's media policy. Chris Brown is a radio host for them. He is also a web reporter for them. He covers practices. He's been covering training camp and and everything going on there. He has been suspended from all their platforms, according to multiple sources that have told The Athletic this. The Bills aren't saying exactly what he did or why, but they said that apparently somewhere along the line, he posted some info from practice that was deemed to be over the line and too much for the average fan to know about their dear team. So they said three days later, after he he violated some of this reporting, uh, he was pulled from One Bills Live, which is their radio station show that they have. Social media, he was not put on there. He was not put on their website anymore. Um, the indication is he's been suspended, but not fired, but it's, it's very odd with the bills. Another little part of this is that the, the marketing staff, which is only three people, but they have all quit and apparently just walked off the job and said they've had it and they don't want to be there anymore either. We're not sure if this is related to that, but it is something that just makes you wonder about what's going on in the front office for the bills that they're suspending their own reporter and the marketing staff is quitting. It doesn't sound great. Yeah, Bone, the in-house reporter to me, um, yeah, basically just, you know, getting his job taken away from, at least getting suspended is so interesting because it, it, it's rare to see that with, you know, like I follow the Bengals and, and their in-house guy, Jeff Hobson, does a great job, but he would never, like, write anything, like, disparaging about Mike Brown, even though I'm sure he'd like to. He would never report injuries if they didn't want him to, and that's par for the course with, you know, people that are employed through the team, and to see something like this is very rare. Um, it would be like, um, you know, on, on a much, you know, more local level, it would be like Ohio State suspending their SID for giving too much information. That would just never happen. I mean, they're, they're, they're like PR for the university. Um, same deal with these NFL, you know, we see an MLB, NHL, all over. I mean, the the men and women that write for the team's website is basically a mouthpiece for the website or a mouthpiece for the organization. So to see him get suspended basically and uh, barred from team activities and can't 
report on the team is very rare and very interesting. We'll see how long this lasts if he's able to get his job back. Um, and it had something to do with him reporting injuries. Is that is that what it was? Uh, well, coaches are coaches do get bent out of shape about that. There's no it, doubt about it. it. Apparently, wasn't just that. Um, apparently, he so he was on one Bills Live. Um, uh, the next, the day after they had released their 2020 media policy, which does say in the media policy the Bills put out that they believe that any anything from practice that involves game strategy, snap counts, or which units players are working out, they say that is forbidden and that is for competitive reasons. They don't want that info getting out. So apparently, on the next day. Uh, Chris Brown was on with Steve Tasker, who's apparently the co-host of this One Bills Live show. And Brown said, at least today, AJ, uh, AJ Beniza was lining up on the left side in college. He was mostly on the right side his senior year. And Tasker says, defensive left. And he goes, yeah. So he was on defensive left today, primi- primarily with the second team. It was him, Jerry Hughes, Trent Murphy. The second group was AJ and Mario Addison. And so, like, he is laying out a lot of info that I guess you're not supposed to want out there, but... If you're a fan, don't you eat that stuff up? Like, at what point are you not serving the fans? Why have a news department if if you're not going to let them report what's going on? I get you don't want they don't want them to give the whole playbook out, but telling them which players are playing where, and especially like a you know a guy that you just that you just took in. I mean, you just drafted defensive end. You're trying to see what he can do. I mean, I yeah, I don't understand why people wouldn't want that info out there. At least to the fans, you don't have to give them the whole playbook, but. Exactly. He's he's not saying okay. They they ran these new trick plays, and here's exactly what they look like. Here's exactly what these new trick plays look like. Telling the opponent, um, this is a little different. I would say saying AJ Epineza, Iowa product is lining up at on the left side instead of the right side. That's not exactly like classified information. There, I'm sure. I think he's going to flip around all season. They're going to line him up different places all year. (laughs) Like you know, try to throw teams off. I know. Imagine defensive linemen doing that, bone lining up all over the defensive. We just never ever see that mm, on any level. Oh, wait, we see it all the time. So, yeah, that they're getting bent out of shape about that is interesting. It's funny though when you when you talk about access. When I first started covering the team, um, picked a good year to do it. Uh, Two thousand and two was my first year covering Ohio State. They won the national championship that year. Every practice was open to the media. Jim Tressel's second year, every practice. Then he started tapering off a little bit in future years because. Just what what we're talking about, like, but it was information about what plays they were running. You know, people were reporting on. So he started to taper it off. When Urban took over, a lot was open early, but not during the season. He had everything open in the spring, and it's like every year it feels like more and more gets cut out. You know, now Ryan Day does a good job, but it's just funny thinking back how we've gone from every practice at Ohio State being open to we'll get snippets here and there during the season. Maybe they'll have the first three periods open, um, and that was you know my point to that is that was the reason for that getting tapered off through the years was just too much information was getting out. You think back to 2002, it doesn't feel that long ago, but we had the internet then, but people weren't out there. We didn't have Twitter yet. People aren't giving like live updates at practice and stuff like that. So, um, but again, when you have a, you know, the guy who is the reporter of the team getting suspended for reporting on the team, that's interesting. That's very rare. Yeah, it certainly is. And maybe he should have read that policy a little bit more, but, uh, I still think the fans aren't served by that policy. I mean, no, you're the right. Other day, if, if you're not keeping your fans interested, and I guess, there are a lot of fans that would show up no matter what, but it's always good to give them info, and I think that's usually the side I would want to err on, but that's how you get the access. If you don't give the info, sometimes that's what you have to do. Um, how much would you pay for a piece of sports history? We'll talk about that next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. You'll find an injury accident still blocking the ramp to northbound I-71 from I-70. There is a police and wrecker on scene trying to get things clear. But traffic is still slow as it recovers and continues to build. This will remain closed until further notice. You might want to avoid this in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything to start the school year right at amazing prices, no matter where school happens. This week at Staples, Apple... The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. AirPods are only $134. You save $25. Offer ends the 29th, limit two, while supplies last. School on, safe on at Staples. Only an array with fan traffic. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. Dave Biddle filling in for Common Man today. We have got Bone of Education coming up, Biddle of Education, top of the hour. We're going to learn about shrimp. Uh, but before we get to that, Bids, are you much of a memorabilia guy? Do you uh, Have you had a collection in the past? Do you have anything you've collected you know, recently, or are you a sports memorabilia guy? Not really. As a kid, I was. I still have all my baseball cards, much to my wife's chagrin. We're the opposite <laughs> of hoarders, but the one thing I hoard, I will not even, even though I'm sure like most of them are common cards that I have in the boxes, but yeah, you just can't take that, that chance. I still have my albums. Um, and back then I would get, you know, autographs, like I've got, you know, some decent autographs, but I, you know, despite that I'm a massive sports fan, I was never a memorabilia guy, probably because I'm cheap too. Well, uh, that's that stuff, just that, that, that stuff. That stuff is expensive, my man. As I know you're going to get into. It's you mentioned. Well, you mentioned sports cards. I have recently gotten back into like collecting cards, and uh, yeah, it's not cheap, and it's it's already starting to put in a, a little dent because I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just pick this up on eBay. Oh yeah, snag that rookie card on eBay, and all of a sudden you're like, how much did I spend this month on rookie cards? <laughs> or on buying a box of cards, looking for that you know special rookie card, but. Yeah, don't look now, bitch. You might want to go back and check, see what you have, because stuff has uh, things have changed, and uh, the sports good, card game good, has come good. back. But uh, yeah, good. now you get your cards graded. That's the thing. You don't like you don't just sell them. You you send them off to a grading company. They put them in a little casing, and they give it a grade, and then you can have it verified. They're like, no, this is legitimately a mint condition card. This company says it is, just like you would with an autograph, where you get like a hologram or something that verifies it. That's what they do now. So it's it's turned into big business, and uh, it's not just the guy at the flea market telling you, no, no, this is a mint card. You're going to need this no. one. Um, yeah, you, oh, and you're yeah, looking but, at like that corner's all bent and it's a little and like no, it's mint. Yeah, it's just the lighting. You're not seeing it right in the little case. No, you can get it. They seal them up. You can't take them out of these cases once you send them off to get graded. They they stay in there unless you break the case open and take the card out. It doesn't like open and close. So yeah, it's got to be pretty big business. But all those costs that I just mentioned to you of buying like sports cards probably going to pale into comparison what you're going to get for this piece of memorabilia because Kobe Bryant in his final game at the Staples Center uh, of course he dropped 60 in that game he had if you remember it it was a pretty legendary way to go out the, his last season wasn't that memorable but this last game certainly was and on the court for that last game they had a big number eight on the court one of his you know two numbers he had eight and 24 and so the number painted white outlined in Lakers purple 
was signed by Kobe before he walked off the floor for the last time. And so that piece of flooring, that that like big long, you know, wooden section of the floor, they have lifted it, they have cut it out, and that is up for auction. And I would assume being in Los Angeles, the amount of Lakers fans there are who have access to ridiculous amounts of cash, that's probably going to go for at least 500 grand or a million. I mean, I would I would think that's going to fetch a lot of money. I agree with you. It'd be one thing if it was like even a basketball signed by Kobe. Let's say it was his last basketball he signed. That would go for you know tons. The floor, with, right the on the floor. number eight. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. This, this, yeah, I think this will go for a million or more. Yeah, exactly. Kobe Bryant, a beloved figure there. Um, even people that might not have been huge Kobe fr- fans, I think we're just taken aback. Everybody appreciated his brilliance as a basketball player, but. I mean, everybody mourned that death, and, and so you have the timing. You have a lot of money yeah. in Los Angeles. You have an all-time sports superstar who transcended sports. You know, anybody who's not even a sports fan, um, know, they knew who Kobe Bryant was. By the way, speaking of this, I couldn't believe this. My wife said something to my daughter yesterday about Tiger Woods. We were talking about great athletes. She, my daughter, 13 years old, in eighth grade, said, who's Tiger Woods? We both looked at each other. We're like, Whoa. <laughs> And then we went through some other. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Do you know who Michael Jordan is? She goes, of course I know who Michael Jordan is. I'm like, okay. What about Kobe Bryant? Yep. Um, what about Serena Williams? Yep. But didn't hear and had never heard Man, of Tiger Woods. She'd never come across Tiger Woods. Well, I, I mean, yeah. if you said that to like Beamer or Timmy, those guys would fall out of their chair. Rothman. They would hate my daughter. Yeah. They're all, well, they're <laughs> they all would golf have hate guys. for my daughter. I yeah, know, Matt, I know, man. Matt Hayes is too. Matt Hayes is a big golf guy too. Like all of them would probably be flabbergasted that your daughter didn't know who Tiger Woods is, but that's okay. Like I had to explain my daughter, my oldest is 10 and she knew who LeBron James was like no problem. But then when the last dance came on, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to watch this thing about Michael Jordan. She was like, well, what did Michael Jordan do? And I'm like, Oh, well, he played basketball and uh, played it better than anyone in the world probably ever has. And then, turned himself into a global icon because of shoes in a way that like no one ever had before him. And then she's like, Oh, you mean like Jordan's? And I'm like, yes. So she knew (laughs) Jordan's, but she did not know that Michael Jordan was the reason they were named that, which I found interesting. That's funny. It's the country. Maybe the kids, some of the kids think it was named after the country. Jordan. There actually was this basketball player. (laughs) uh, It was pretty good at at the basketball. Yeah. LeBron James was another one that I quizzed my daughter with. I'm thinking of wait, how has Tiger Woods not crossed over to this? very younger generation you know it's and she could just be an outlier but again she's my daughter you know she knows a little bit about sports she plays sports has never heard of tiger woods now she doesn't care about golf so that's a big part of it but there you go yeah there you go one of the biggest sports stars it's it's interesting to find out what your kids are what's on their radar and what's not it's always it's always a weird thing to find out and look at life through their eyes sometimes uh we'll do bone of education next it's man and bone on the fan Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that off-ramp has reopened from I-70 at the 71 East Split. Traffic is still stop and go from the 71-315 West, though, as traffic begins to recover. Plan on some heavy slowdowns in this area as traffic continues to build about a 10-minute backup. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything to start the school year right at amazing prices, no matter where it happens. This week, select Marble Comp. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. 
Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Oops, Elmer's Glue and dual-size pencil sharpeners are just 25 cents each. In-store only, offer ends at 29th, limit 6. While supplies last, school on, save on at Staples. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. And from every dime a dog night in the Midwest, here's Man and Bone. No comment, man, today. Dave Biddle filling in for him. We'll do Biddle of Education in just a moment. We're going to learn about shrimp. The bids, I saw this before we get into uh, the educational part of our program. Uh, Michael Jordan has emerged, apparently, as a voice during the meetings that went down the last you know, 24, 36 hours on players sitting down in the NBA. And I find that very unique. They said that Michael Jordan was seen in these meetings as someone who the owners, of course, were willing to listen to because he is an owner but also someone that all the players respected because he's Michael freaking Jordan. And it, it occurs to me that in this time that we're in right now, where the NBA certainly has a lot of different social issues that they are speaking on, Michael Jordan does sit in a unique place there, does he not? Where who wouldn't listen to Michael Jordan right now? Players listen to him, owners listen to him, fans would listen to him. So I'm curious to see what his role is becomes in all of this if there is one because he's famously been someone who really doesn't you know step out and and give maybe his personal opinion on every single issue that's going on in the world i wonder if that will change in this scenario yeah he does seem like he's evolved a little bit in that area um you know and probably because of of some of the criticism he's received over the years and you know and i think the the documentary brought that to light the republicans buy sneakers too and you know not supporting some african-american um congressmen or people that are running for congress although then it came out he actually you know was sending money to the campaign he just didn't want to make it public and it was tougher back then i think we have to acknowledge that although the counterpoint to that is well guys like kareem abdul jabbar and muhammad ali came well before jordan so it wasn't like he would been the first one to to speak out but it still was a lot tougher uh in that era for athletes to speak out they have more of a voice now but to your point bone i agree michael jordan is the perfect man to talk to both sides and again i i think it's great that they have adam silver too as the commissioner because the players don't look at him as a guy that they can't trust they they trust adam silver um maybe not everything but as far as the relationship between uh, professional players and their commissioner goes couldn't get much better than that probably couldn't get any better than that but michael jordan as you mentioned he is an owner of a team he's the most revered basketball player of all time by most people um and i mean even lebron james that's his idol it was kobe bryant's idol and those people you know you're gonna have people that are fans of those guys saying they're better than Jordan and they're idolizing Jordan. So yeah, if he can get everybody on the same page and his voice means so much and to his credit, he is speaking out more. He gave a massive donation after the George Floyd situation. Um, and he's been doing, he's been speaking out more, not just using his money. Um, I'm sure his detractors will say he can do a lot more, but you know, at least he's coming around in that respect. But yeah, I think Michael Jordan's the perfect guy to, to help, uh, then figure out what they want to do and, and get both sides on the same page. Yeah. And I know that some people will say, all right, well, what did all this protesting accomplish? And, and, you know, I think part of it is the fact that there are owners and not, not necessarily singling out Michael Jordan here, but there are owners who probably certainly have the means and, and agree with their players on a lot of the issues that the players are speaking about, you know, when it comes to police brutality or any of the other things that are out there. 
and yet those owners may not have been able to or may not have thought that they should be public in their support or or do something further than just put out a statement from the team. And I saw today that the Rockets, I guess, they've announced that their home facility, their home uh, arena in Houston is going to be used. I'm not sure when this will start, but they said it will be used as an early voting site to give people more access to vote. So whatever side of the political aisle you're on, I think we should all agree that it's good when people want to come out and vote for an election. That's what we all should be doing, have a voice in who's going to run our country and who's going to run our state and local governments. So uh, that is something that would seem to be already coming out of what has happened, where you had a team sit down, one of the teams not playing, and then their ownership group says, hey, we can we can help further an ability for people to have a voice and and open up voting at our arena. So that's going to happen. I would I would think that's a good thing for the people in Houston and hopefully that'll be something that maybe more owners take a look at. But yeah, I think the, you know, sitting by putting out statements that that time has passed and good on the NBA players for saying we're not just going to sit by and, and wear something on our shirt or put something on the court. We're going to try to make a more active stand and I'm I'm curious to see how the rest of that goes and I'm curious to see how NBA owners factor into that. Michael Jordan, like I said, would certainly be a guy you would think would be a key figure there. Um, let's go ahead and do Bone of Education. Hit it, Ted. School is out, but class is still in. Welcome to Bone of Education. All right, today it's Biddle of Education, and you told me we're learning about shrimp, so I'm very excited to hear about our 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 tasty friends of the sea. Tell me more. That's right, Bone. And we're going to start with what I think is the most interesting factoid here. A shrimp's heart is located in its head. And shrimp is the only creature in the world where the heart is located in the head. How about that? Wow. I did not know that. So does it have a brain? Is the brain next to the head, the heart? Or is there just... Yes. Okay. So it's all yes. kind of one Both. item. It's all... Yeah. Yeah. They're neighbors. Brain, heart, in the old head. Deal. Very interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, the lifespan of a shrimp, one to seven years. Seven? You could have a shrimp that lives seven years? I don't know why I think that's old, but I didn't. I don't know why I thought shrimp lived like more like insect lifespans of just like a, a year or two or less. I don't know why I thought I, that. I was thinking the same thing. Now, and if you are a shrimp that lives seven years, that means you're really good at evading fishermen because we love to eat our shrimp and not just in america although we might be the leaders but across the world so that gets me to my next interesting tidbit about shrimp as we get into the culinary uh world here seven million tons of shrimp are consumed by human beings each year around the world seven million tons and the industry is worth 50 billion dollars a year wow i did commercial shrimp industry is a 50 billion dollar and that, you know, it's a massive number, but when I saw that, it's not even a huge surprise when you think about how much we love shrimp. <laughs> yes, <laughs> We you're just right. love well, shrimp. I do wonder, like, I don't know if you saw this, because like, I know a lot of what you were looking at was some of the biological things and, and other things like that, but I wonder if people consume more shrimp, like cooked shrimp or, like, cold cocktail shrimp. Like, I wonder how that is consumed more around the world. Because for me, like, I rarely have cooked shrimp i'm not against it i just rarely have it but if i see like at any type of dinner party or anything if there are cocktail shrimp like that's my go-to that is like one of my favorite things but i i know many people don't like cold shrimp they only like it hot so i wonder which way people take it wonder what the more popular way is 
I wish I had the answer to that question because I've got so many uh, facts here. You know, I, I did write down in order my favorite shrimp to eat, so I'll just get to that real quick. Number ahead, one, yeah. fried but fried butterfly shrimp. Very healthy too with the the fried but but I, I love them. The massive shrimp that are that are I just love butterfly shrimp. Uh, number two, shrimp cocktail. To your point, I mean it's a close one too. Shrimp cocktail. What a, I mean, what a perfect appetizer. Yeah, if it's at a party, you better get some quickly because that thing is going fast. There'll be that one shrimp left because no one wants to take the last one unless you're a jerk. <laughs> but the rest of the shrimp is going to go in like five minutes. So there better be another, you know, there better be more shrimp to put out at the party. But yeah, grilled, you know, shrimp cocktail is fantastic. And then number three, grilled shrimp. You take some raw shrimp, you throw it on the grill, shish kebab style, however you want to do it. It's tremendous and it doesn't take long to, to cook. But here's a couple yeah. other things. All right. Um, I don't like this, but I think we all knew this probably. Farm-raised shrimp now outnumbers wild shrimp. So we eat more farm-raised shrimp, and it's mostly from China, Southeast Asia. A lot of farm-raised shrimp that we eat, um, and now it's outnumbered. You know, For a while there, there was still more wild shrimp, and now farm-raised shrimp outnumber the wild shrimp that we eat. Shrimp, if you're wondering where it's found, it's found all over the world. I found this interesting, though. I thought, I thought it was pretty much just found in oceans. You know, and, and just salt water in general. Three fourths of the wild shrimp in the world are salt water shrimp, but one fourth of shrimp are found in freshwater lakes huh. and rivers. I did not know. There that. you go. I'm out. I'm out of interesting shrimp factoids. <laughs> there, there, there you go. There All right, that's go. good. Thank you, Bids. Oh, I appreciate it. And, and they're very tasty. Yes. Oh, yeah. we knew that too. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, I have always wondered about the first person, and I'm not. I don't. I'm not even saying like broadly like the first group of people who made shrimp their diet i'm saying like at some point in human you know evolution there had to be a moment where someone saw a shrimp and said that is gross and then someone else came and said that also i believe to be gross and another person and another person and then someone one day was like my stomach is about to cave in on itself i have not had any food for days or however long it's been because they couldn't find anything. And then they saw those little shrimps scooting around in a pool of water somewhere, and they said, I guess, I don't know, it's got legs. Apparently, it's got a heart and a brain up in its head. Like, it's a weird creature, but I'm going to give it a shot. And then they ate it and decided, I don't know, maybe they hated it. But they lived, and then someone else later was like, hey, I'm starving. They're like, well, you can eat those things. But somewhere along the line, someone had to take the plunge and eat a shrimp for the first time. And I would love to know where that person was mentally other than just I assume complete starvation because they do not look appetizing from the outside looking in. Yeah, they look disgusting and you know it's so funny hearing you talk it reminds me of if so you picture someone out like crawling through the forest they got lost and they're they're starving to death and they're willing to eat anything. It must have been something like that. Somebody that was just absolutely starving yeah, all yeah. even eat this Had thing. To be. I'll, I'll even eat this creature that looks like the slimiest, disgustingest thing in the world, um, and it turns out it's one of the uh, most favorite foods across our wonderful Earth. Here, it's not just See, in America. I think we are, we are, we we like it the most, but across the world, it's popular. My brain has gone. Th- my brain does this all the time. Like I have, I've talked about this before. The first person who did a handshake that had to be the weirdest day for both people involved. <laughs> Where like the first person is like, well, we agree on this. The other person's like, yes, we agree. And it's like, great. And then the one person's like, you know what? Put her there. And they're like, put what where? And it's like, grab, grab my hand. And they're like, all right, I'm grabbing it. And it's like, now, 
Now shake it violently. And it's like, shake it? And it's like, yes, shake. Let's shake our hands together. Firm. Make sure it's firm. We don't think about that now. But somewhere, someone was like, that's an appropriate reaction. And someone else had to go, yeah, I I co-signed that. That's good. What if the other person was like, get your dirty hand. Oh, I don't want to touch you. You're weird. And then then that died. We don't even know what the other options were before handshake. There could have been so many other question marks that people had. Maybe they tried... Like kicking each other's. I don't know. Like we don't know what it took to eventually get to handshake, but at some point so it funny. might have been something completely different. We don't know. I wonder. Let about me ask that. you this, Bone. Yeah. That no. I, my my brain's the same way. I just go off on on weird tangents like that. But it's interesting though. Maybe it's just interesting to us. But I haven't. I haven't not shook somebody's hand since all of this started. I you know I was always oh, no, a fist bump guy either. anyway. So I, I'm not. I was going to ask you. When's the last time you shook somebody's hand? My, it had to be early March for me or whenever the last well, okay. February. So I, I remember the last time I tried because we bought a house right before all this shut down. And so we bought our house and then sold our old house a few weeks later when everything had been shut down. And so we had a closing and at the closing, my natural reaction is like to, you know, thank the, you know, mortgage guy, right? Our mortgage guy was great. And I reach over and he's like, ah, and I'm like, right, of course, ah, we don't, we don't shake hands now. It's Corona time. And so we just, you know, like gave a little salute, like a, like hand on the forehead, like, yep. All right. Good enough. We won't shake hands. That was the last time I remembered not thinking about it and just going for a handshake. So it's at least been six months. It's probably been longer than that, but yeah, Isn't that so crazy. I know, Think right? Something you never thought of before. And now, right. You can't, like, if someone reached their hand out, you would just be like, where has this person, are they not paying attention to anything? We don't shake hands now. We can't do that. It's crazy talk. You don't do that. Thank you, Bids, for bringing us the shrimp update. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back. We have an update on a weird story we talked about yesterday. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that injury crash has cleared from the ramp to northbound I-71 from I-70, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan about a five-minute backup in this area. Traffic will be slow here for a little bit longer. This traffic report is sponsored by... Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. The Lowe's for Pros Loyalty Program gives pros personalized offers, purchase tracking, and business management tools. Sign up today at lowesforpros.com slash proloyalty. One more reason why Lowe's is the new home for pros. Terms and conditions apply, U.S. only. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Hope you're having a good Thursday. Dave Biddle in for Common Man today. We're going to do Would You Rather coming up, 5 o'clock hour. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. And you can tweet your Would You Rathers now at manandbone971. So make sure you get those in. Bids, I know you're a big Bengals fan. Um... Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. I mean, you, Paul Keels, trying to think of who the other Bengals fans are here at the station. Matt Andrews is. 
Oh yeah, Platinum Fox, of course, is a Bengals fan. How could Don't I forget? forget the boss, man. Yeah. Well, you got Matty A, Matt Andrews too. So there's a good contingent of Bengals fans. I just most of my like people that I interact with, especially online, most of the people I previous to all the coronavirus stuff that I interact with, I almost almost always get Browns fans because of my Browns fandom. So I always enjoy talking Bengals football just because it's just a break from talking all the Brown stuff that usually I'm talking about. And sometimes your team makes me feel better about my team. But <laughs> but now <laughs> that you've you got go. now that you got Joe Burrow, <laughs> I think those days may be changing because I am a huge fan of what he can do. But uh this story bids about Mackenzie Alexander uh is, is pretty insane. Um we talked about it yesterday and there's a good update to this. So the father of Mackenzie Alexander, his name is John Odney Alexander. He's 65 years old. The story was last weekend, he and a friend went out into a park in uh, Kissimmee Prairie Preserve State Park. They were walking, and they went to go apparently pick uh, what they're saying are palmetto berries. I'm not familiar with palmetto berries. I've never had them, but I assume they're worth going out and picking because... These gentlemen did. They were looking for these berries, so fine. Then only one of the men came back, and it wasn't Mackenzie Alexander's father. So his dad was reported missing. He then flew down there to look for his dad or to try to find out some more info and apparently got into a confrontation with the man who was with him uh, and and beat him up or at least punched him. And that is uh, where the story was yesterday. So we were all concerned about what happened to his dad well, now it turns out Thursday morning, that would be this morning, he walked up to a ranger station in that park and apparently had been out in the woods for the last few days, but they found him. He is safe and sound. So that's a good resolution of this, but it still leaves a lot of unanswered questions, I would think. Absolutely. Yeah, and I was pleasantly surprised to hear that they found him. It just did not look good. Um, you know, when Mackenzie Alexander had to go down there, you know, and as you mentioned in our in our you know prep meeting, you know <laughs> when he went down there and beat the guy up, he, you know you you assume the worst at that point. Now you know he was obviously concerned that his dad was missing, and um, he was probably assuming the worst himself. So I was pleasantly surprised when that news was released today that they found his father. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happened. Did you know? Did the father want to stay longer? Was there some type of argument? Why was he left stranded? Um, you know, at this berry patch, you know, I'm, I'm not too into the, <laughs> maybe for the next bone of education, you can get into these berries. I'm looking, bones, up, I'm looking, like, don't worry, I'm looking yeah. up uh, palmetto berries right now. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, a very strange story. Sounds like it's going to have a happy ending, and um, and the Bengals couldn't have, you know, to look at this from a football standpoint, um, the Bengals could not have afforded to lose another corner. They were already very, very thin there after losing Trey Waynes for what looks like the season. The other corner they got from the Vikings, um, they paid a lot more for Trey Waynes than they did for Mackenzie Alexander, so... We'll see, but, um, you know, and we'll see what happens with his assault charge. You know, if, uh, that's obviously something he's going to have to deal with. Um, we'll see if that leads to a suspension. Uh, I don't think he has any previous strikes against him in the NFL, but I'd have to look that up to be sure. But thank goodness they found his father because that just, it just had that feeling of, oh no, this man's never going to get found the way, it, the way it sounded. So great news today. Yeah. I mean, it, it for sure did not sound like it was off to a, a good start. And that's, that's good to hear that it's been resolved, or at least the part about his dad being found okay. I would hope at the NFL, if there are, you know, he he's apparently said he's going to uh, plead not guilty to this and say, you know, that he he didn't do this, or at least whatever he's being accused of, it didn't rise to that level. 
All I know is this. I would think even if he did punch somebody in frustration, I'm not saying that that justifies anything, but when you are looking for your dad and you're told by the person who last saw him, oh, yeah, I don't know what happened. If he got an unsatisfactory answer and he thinks his dad is dead, you can understand he would be in a point of mental distress that wouldn't be the average rational thought, and maybe the judge would be a little more lenient on that. Either way, I would hope this doesn't affect his season. I would hope he'd be able to get back and play because this just sounds like a bizarre story that has more twists to it. Has more. There's more to this story that's for sure going to come out, I, I would tend to think. So uh, we'll have to wait and see, but I... I my, I don't think my instinct's wrong on that. I think we're going to get more info at some point as to how this all I agree down. with you. Yeah, especially with it being the NFL. Even though it's the Bengals, not exactly a, a premier franchise, we're going to hear more about this. I agree with you, Bone. Yeah. Um, this story, too, has some twists and turns. So Joe Mixon wants a, you know, he wants a deal. He wants a new contract. And I don't think that, that, that a lot of people would blame him for wanting that contract. But the last couple days, he has apparently mispracticed due to migraines. And I can assure you that migraines would would absolutely keep someone off the practice field. It makes total sense that if that's the condition he's dealing with, that he would you know, certainly not practice. There's no reason to. But there are some people starting to speculate that maybe it isn't really a migraine. It's one of those injuries that you can't totally prove, you can't totally disprove. And so that's leading to speculation that maybe this is contract-related. So, Bids, I ask you, what do you think is going on there? It's contract-related, if I had to bet my life. Um I, I, in fact, I, if, if we were betting money, I would bet a lot of money, which to me is like five bucks, um, that it's, it's contract related. Here's why. I don't even blame Joe Mixon if that's the case. For a running back who is a second round pick, entering the last year of his rookie deal, has no guarantees after this year. In fact, even his salary this year is not guaranteed, even though it's a pathetic salary for somebody of his value making just over a million dollars. But hey, we say just over a million dollars is a pathetic salary, but you have to consider what some other running backs are making. When you're entering the last year of your deal, you're making just over a million dollars, you're one of the elite running backs in the NFL, you have no security for the future, I think the Bengals need to get this done. Selfishly, as a Bengal fan, I want you know I want to uh, want them to say I, I just want to say kind of you know shut up and tote the rock. Uh, but that's just not realistic, you know. And, and especially in today's NFL, you see it all the time. Ezekiel Elliott was able to get it done, um, and you know he was on his rookie year getting or his rookie contract getting paid a lot more than Joe Mixon's getting paid as a second round pick. So I would love from the Bengals standpoint for them just to say no, you got to play. And Joe Mixon just swallows his pride and goes out there and plays the last year of this rookie deal. But man, if I am advising Joe Mixon on what to do, I, I don't tell him to lie about these migraines, although I'm sure he's trying to uh, avoid a fine. I just say, listen, I'm not going to play unless you guys pay me. The Bengals would have to pay him because you know it, it's the last year of his deal. You're going to have to pay him eventually anyway. You're going to throw Joe Burrow out there with G, uh, you know washed up Giovanni Bernard and some undrafted free agents as the running back. So I don't even fault Joe Mixon if what I think is happening is really happening, Bone. No, he's he's got something right now that is enviable for anyone in a contract negotiation, and that's leverage. You know, I mean, yeah. They could always decide to say, "All right, we're not going to we're not going to pay you, and you have to sit out." But would you really want to do that with a rookie quarterback? It would be it would be foolish to do so. Not that the Bengals aren't above foolishness, but I don't think right. they would be that. I don't think they would be that foolish. I, maybe I'll be. And their offensive wrong. line's terrible too. Yeah, yeah sorry you, to interrupt. You, yeah, their no, offensive line is give not good. Help. So yeah, you've got to give. I mean, they have the wide receivers, and that's another thing. You, leverage is the perfect word. I'll be surprised if something's not done. I will be, but yeah. the Bengals need to pay Joe Mixon. They can't go do anything crazy. So if he's asking for something like ridiculous, like to get paid more than Zeke Elliott, then forget it. Forget about yeah. everything I just said. But if it's a reasonable contract for someone with his value, they need to get that done.
Yeah, I agree. Uh, we've got some more details on the Big Ten's plan to play winter football. We'll give you those details next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You're going to find some slowdowns on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. Plan on some backups in that area. And more delays on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. About a five-minute backup as... Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Traffic continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Lowe's. The Lowe's for Pros loyalty program gives pros personalized offers, purchase tracking, and business management tools. Sign up today at lowesforpros.com slash proloyalty. One more reason why Lowe's is the new home for pros. Terms and conditions apply U.S. only. Only an array with fan traffic. Barely famous. Incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone. Dave Biddle filling in for Common Man today. All right, Bids, I think I'm going to call a little bit of an audible here because uh, we were going to talk about the Big Ten's plan to play in the winter, which their plan is to play in big indoor stadiums across the Midwest. So do the math. (laughs) Indianapolis, Detroit, places where they have those, St. Louis maybe. So we'll keep an eye on that. We'll see what happens. But I just saw this um, from Sean Callahan, who is a publisher of Husker Online, one of the rivals' websites there. He just uh, tweeted this out. Big Ten attorney Andrew Luger argues that the, quote, harm would be incredible, end quote, if board of directors documents were made available to the public just because eight student athletes disagree with the decision. This is talking about the Nebraska lawsuit that was filed today where eight student athletes are saying they want to see the documents. They want all of this info to be released to the public and they are suing to get it released. He said the court is asking for something with, quote, no precedent. Now, bids, again, we're not legal experts, but that term, the harm would be incredible, I'm sure is something that lawyers say all the time. I'm sure he's arguing the merits that under any circumstance, Big Ten doesn't have to give up its private documents just because some people don't like something they did. But that phrase, harm would be incredible, is going to be used against the Big Ten for sure, because that does not sound great when you say, if we tell people how we came to this conclusion, we would be incredibly harmed. That's not a that's not a great look for the Big Ten, even though it might be the right legal argument to make. Yeah, usually, lawyers parse their words better than that. The harm would be incredible. Dot dot dot. If we're transparent, like that is just a terrible look. Um, I don't think it's too much to ask Bone when thirteen of the fourteen Big Ten institutions are public universities, Northwestern being the exception to the rule. I don't think it's too much to ask to have some transparency here. Um, you know, when they're getting, you know, federal funds and, and all of this, uh, you know, state funds, uh, taxpayer money. Uh, I, I just don't see what the problem with transparency would be here. And you know, I also take umbrage with the only eight players from Nebraska. I tell you what, you're inviting when you make that statement. You, how about you want 105 
Ohio State players to join them? How about if you know a bunch of players from around the Big Ten join them and you got a big problem on your hand and maybe you have a leg to stand on legally? As you said, there's no precedent, but there's no precedent in your favor either. I mean, this would be the precedent. So it's not like you can say, well, you know, they don't have any precedent. You don't have any precedent. And I don't know if you know this is a valid lawsuit, if this would actually work, but I tell you what, man, I'm glad they're doing it. Um, it's interesting, too, because we talked about this before the show that – you know, I, and I know you and I think are a little different on this, but with Kevin Warren, I'm not as like, I know, that, I don't think he's done a good job managing this crisis, but I don't put the blame solely at his feet. I don't think you do either, but I, I just, I still think the presidents of these schools are the ones who probably deserve to be held accountable more, even than Kevin Warren has been. Kevin Warren has botched the fallout from this and the PR from this in my mind, but the presidents of these schools, as I've heard, I heard you say this morning on Morning Juice, if they wanted football, I think there would be football. And I think there's a lot more going on behind the scenes with the presidents of these universities that that probably isn't getting talked about because I don't think they are looking at it from just a football perspective. I think they're looking at it from their entire campus and their number one bottom line, as much as we love football, the number one bottom line for these presidents is having students on their campus. And I think part of what scared them was the thought that they might have to admit to their paying customers, a.k.a. their students and those families, yeah, um, your kids are going to have to go home. Your kids, it's not safe to do anything. But we're going to have the football players on campus. They're going to get all these cool tests. They're going to get all these extra procedures. They're going to get all these extra benefits to help them stay healthy so they can go play football. But your student who's trying to get an, you know, I don't know, a sociology degree, we're not giving them that same level of care. I think that is something that the presidents didn't want to didn't want to have to breach. They didn't want to have to go there. And I think some of that is what's driven their decision. Not all of it, but some of it. Yeah, um, just to make my point clear on this, my stance clear on this, I, I do think both things are true. I hear people say, well, you know, if the Big Ten presidents wanted there to be Big Ten football, there would be Big Ten football. I agree with that. I also think if Kevin Warren wanted there to be Big Ten football, there would be Ke- Big Ten football. Here's why. It would take a... You know, a clear majority of presidents that would want football. And going into their final meeting, you know, Jeff Snook was the first to report this. I've sub- subsequently heard the exact same thing, that roughly four or five Big Ten presidents were in favor of playing football. Roughly four or five were not. The rest were in the middle. Kevin Warren was clear that he was against playing football. And he was able to get the guys that were on, and, and gals, that were uh, on the fence somehow on his side. They didn't even take an official vote, which that in itself could be a three-hour show why they didn't take an official vote on the most important uh, decision in Big Ten history. Let's just not take an official vote. But here's why I give Warren the most blame, because, yeah, if the presidents would have came in and said, we're unanimous here or close to it, we either want football or don't, he would have gone along with that. I agree with that. But he was basically the tiebreaker here, because he was able to get those presidents that were on the fence on his side. He was clear throughout the meeting and before that that he thought that they should postpone it it's really a cancellation this idea of playing it in the winter and spring is ridiculous to me um and he was kind of you know he was kind of the the one that directed the ship right into the iceberg um now it's sinking we'll see if they can save it i i, I don't think they will but uh hey the big 10 you know the the Nebraska players the ohio state parents they're fighting the good fight we'll see if it works but i just wanted to, to make that clear that's i think both are, are to blame or if you think they're doing the right thing both are doing the right thing i tend to think they're doing the wrong things so i think they're both to blame the presidents and kevin warren but i give kevin warren the most blame here 
Yeah, that, I, I and I understand that, and I think part of that is what comes with the job when you're the Big Ten commissioner. Like you are, it, just like Roger Goodell takes the blame for things the NFL does. When the reality is there are 32 owners who make those decisions, and then Roger Goodell has say. Roger Goodell can, you know, if all of the owners are dead set on, you know driving the NFL off a cliff, he can say, hey, guys, I'm just going to try to apply the brakes here and steer the car away from the cliff. Here's why. And give them some good insight. So to your point, Kevin Warren, you would think would have, in theory, in the office, some of that power. My question is, and I don't know the answer to this, is how much power does he have with those presidents? How much pre- how much power did Jim Delaney have with those presidents? Like Jim Delaney being in that office for so many years, making them so much money, Everyone enjoying most of the decisions he made and some of those presidents being in that room in specific because Jim Delaney was the guy who said, come on in, Nebraska, come on in, Rutgers, Maryland. Like some of those presidents directly worked with him to be in the Big Ten. Were they going to undercut him? And is that different than maybe what Kevin Warren has? I don't know. These these are the questions that I would like to to have more answers to, which is why I support all the players wanting to get more info on this. Um, but at the end of the day, I still look at it with, with this sense for me that I think these presidents are looking at things bigger than football. And I truly think the SEC and the ACC's answer to those questions about, well, why don't all of our students get all this extra stuff? The SEC and ACC are saying, they don't need it. It's fine. Come on down. Like they're, they're just ready to be open for business. <laughs> and you've seen how that's gone at North Carolina and NC State where they've now sent the students home. I think some of this comes down to the bottom line being the bottom line, dollars. And they know that if they tell all their students, you can't come on campus, you can't be in our dorms, you can't buy our meal plans, you can't buy your books here, you can't pay us tuition, or at least you're not going to get the full tuition that you usually would get. You're not going to get the full experience. Some of those parents are going to say, yeah, we don't want that. My kid's not going there. We'll we'll go somewhere else. We're not. We want to go to a school where the kids can be on campus. And I think they said in the Big Ten that's the number one objective. I think down south they said other things. I think they decided, well, we'll we'll try to do all of it and see what happens. And it's it's not going well so far. But maybe maybe they'll be proven right. I don't I don't know the answer. It's certainly to your point, bids. I think reasonable people can disagree on the outcome, even if we might agree on the underlying facts. Right? Like. I think there is a way both people could say, I see all the facts you see, but I choose, no, let's not play, or yes, we should try to play. Yeah, and you know, we don't know what's going to be the result of this. Like, I'm railing hard against Kevin Warren here. If, you know, if the other leagues are not able to play, he's going to look good. Now, I will say still, I think they jumped a gun on this. Even if the other leagues are not able to play, I think the Big Ten uh, should have waited, especially you have this massive schedule unveiling. Oh, my goodness, look at this schedule. By the way, that, that uh, opener against Illinois uh, in Champaign is a week from tonight. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's not. You have this big schedule unveiling. There's really no new medical science that comes out in six days, six days later you cancel the season and i find this fascinating bone i know i'm sure you've read about this the medical report that the big 10 cited as its main reason for calling off the season um, due to covid concerns and myocarditis concerns turns out that was a flawed report Uh, it's now been retracted Uh, a university of michigan doctor was the first to speak out against it and say this is a flawed report so let me repeat that the Medical report that the Big Ten uses, its number one reason for canceling the season, has since been debunked. I mean, this is you just can't make this up. It's one 2020 thing after another. Know, We're going to have high school football in the state of Ohio tomorrow. We're going to have high school football tomorrow, and we're not going to have Ohio State football this year. Yeah. It's just well, it's absolutely surreal, my man. 
We have a, yeah, I definitely have a few more thoughts on that. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get some traffic in and then we'll talk more about this. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some road construction to watch out for. You'll find the roadway reduced to one lane on James Road, north and southbound between Livingston Avenue and Main Street. It is causing some slowdowns. Now. Common man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust area watch out for backups in the meantime and use a little caution if you're coming this way this traffic report is sponsored by lowe's the lowe's for pros loyalty program gives pros personalized offers purchase tracking and business management tools sign up today at lowesforpros.com slash pro loyalty one more reason why lowe's is the new home for pros terms and conditions apply u.s only i'm liana ray with fan traffic like a sports drink but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes back to man and bone Oh, that's right. Dave Biddle sitting in for Common Man today. By the way, Common Man and T-Bone, we are sponsored by Hinderer Motorsports right here on the fan. Uh, so, Biddle, you brought this up in the last segment, and I didn't want to gloss over it. I wanted to talk about it a little bit more. You brought up the University of Michigan cardiologist, Fenk Murthy is his name, uh, who took issue with the Big Ten's medical papers they cited talking about myocarditis as a concern for postponing the 2020 season. And I'll give you like his quote. I guess he tweeted this out. Venk Murthy did. Uh, the Michigan cardiologist said the Big Ten report on COVID relies heavily on this paper, which found rampant abnormalities among no- normal controls and had many statistics that make no sense. Now, he then goes on to explain what those are, but I'm stupid, so I can't really tell you <laughs> what it is that he's talking about. But I will take him for his word that he you know, is bringing up some good, some good points here and some good concerns. He also, there is a, a man by the name of Daryl Francis, who's a professor of cardiology, the National Heart and Lung Institute at Imperial College in London. And he said, uh, Venk Murthy has just sent me this. I have no idea what a Big Ten is, but it's getting taken in by these nonsensical numbers, which I found. This is not a guy with a vested interest, right, in college football one way or the other. He just said, no, I don't agree with these numbers. So I think that's that's a very fascinating point that you bring up. I also think it's interesting because I know the Duke doctor, Cameron Wolf, was one of the ones who was very adamant that uh, he was part of the ACDC's medical advisory team, said the doctors have a good enough grip on COVID that they can move forward and, and, and have the schedule and be safe. Um, I think the issue really is not about football, though. And I think that's where these presidents are with the Big Ten because if you look at Cameron Wolf, he said, yeah, you can play football. It's just going to be super expensive and it's going to be really difficult. But I think if we like shut down everything and just have the football players and put them all together in a little bubble, yeah, they could, they could probably play football. And I think that's where the presidents have, have hesitated somewhat is saying, all right, well, we could play, but is that the goal of having a university is just to field a football team? And I think that's where some of the, the presidents in the Pac 12 and the Big Ten have said, no, we've got higher ideals. We're trying to also like have students on campus. 
whether they're doing that for noble reasons or for money reasons. Um, but I think that's that's part of what this discussion boils down to. But no, so people know that that thing you were bringing up, bids. That's a fair point by you that you know the Michigan doctor is saying that he does not agree with this, and I, I do think it's worth investigating. And that's why it would help to have this info out in the first place. Yeah, it just adds to the lunacy of the whole thing. I mean, the the medical report that they cited um, as the main reason for shutting down football. Uh, turns out to be a faulty medical report that's been debunked, um, has now been retracted. Uh, that is a massive story that's getting no airtime. Well, other than here on Man and Bone, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just one thing after another, and, and we'll see. You know, if if more, you know, medical technology comes out that's going to push things in the right direction over the next week, will they change course? I, I know people are holding out hope they will. They're having the uh, the protests at Ohio Stadium led by the Ohio State parents this Saturday. Maybe there's a chance. It is 2020. I, I just will be shocked if the Big Ten reverses course at this point. We'll see. Anything's possible, I guess, Bone. Yeah, it is. I, I, I would point out, though, in the ACC, because they've said, yeah, we think we can return and do this safely. I mean, the ACC is one of, is the conference that has two universities who have completely shut down student life. They've said no students on campus, North Carolina and NC State. And, and that's where I think there is there's a lot of unknowns with this. And I think where the ACC, SEC, and Big 12 have come down is said, well, there are a lot of unknowns. Let's roll the dice. And I think the Big 10 and Pac-12's idea was, I'm not sure we should roll the dice. And that's, like, that's what I was saying earlier. I think you can look at the info. Look, the Pac-12 also had medical info that they were looking at. And I don't think really any of what they've looked at is in question. And I don't think any of their motives or messaging is in question. They're, David Shaw, talking from Stanford, said his players thanked him for not making him go out there and play during a pandemic. Clearly, the communication from the Pac-12 to its coaches and players and parents was a lot different than the communication from the Big Ten. And I think that is the biggest fault that Kevin Warren has had, maybe more so than anything else that's happened in this whole thing. I also, yeah, it's a good point. I also wonder how much lawsuits, the fear of lawsuits, play into this. And ironically, we're talking about that the day the Nebraska players <laughs> file a lawsuit against the Big Ten. But yeah. I'm talking about before that happened. You know, the idea that I had heard, you know, and who knows if there's any truth to this. I had heard rumors the Big Ten presidents, you know, and Kevin Warren were concerned about things like somebody coming down with COVID, a uh, young man who might not have any complications now, but down the road in his life, you know, could have complications and could come back and sue the university. So I heard, you know, some liability concerns um which is why i think signing a waiver would have been a great idea the players if they're willing to do that you're not making them sign a waiver um but yeah, apparently but they the banned problem that, with that they, would banned, have been, they banned all well that. yeah that's not a legally binding document in most states uh, is what i was told by attorneys now some states it still is but um yeah i i just feel like um you know there i think a lot of the presidents were concerned about getting sued i think that was a big part of this i think that's it and i do think there is a concern from you know the majority of parents at a school who are not football player parents saying, why do their, why do the football players, parents, kids get all these extra precautions? We're not talking about Nike gear and cool shoes and a sweatshirt. We are talking about safety of kids on campus. Students, they're not kids, they're adults, but students on campus. I think that's where these presidents are freaking out a bit is saying, so we're going to take all these tests. But we're going to just give them to the football players and the athletes, but we're not going to give them to the students. I think that's a big hornet's nest that they didn't want to mess with. And, and in fairness, other schools have said, yeah, we're cool with messing with that. We don't think it's going to be a problem. We don't know the answer on which way that's going to go. The Big Ten, it looks like, has gambled in a, in a pretty big way here. 
I agree with you. I think they could have waited a little bit longer. I did see this, the final thing before we get out of here on it. Um, there are multiple, I saw Pete Thamel tweet about this, how multiple coaches and ADs are saying, we don't know what actually is going to constitute a cancellation. Like some schools have already canceled games, but they're saying, we don't know how many we have to have before we for sure are going to cancel. Or more specifically, if our school's good and their school has five cases at their football team, does that cancel the game on their end? Or do they still say, no, those five guys are out of here, but we're still playing? They don't have a uniform decision on that. And the season is a couple weeks away. I, that is it's like mind, baseball. It's mind-boggling to me, but at least baseball had a CBA where they negotiated it and said, if one guy gets a test, that's it. And that's negotiated between the players and the owners. College football doesn't have that right now. And that goes back to your point earlier about college football needing a commissioner, which they don't have. And it'd be nice if they did so someone could actually sit down and make sense of all this, but... That's just wishful maybe, thinking. Maybe we'll point. get that one day. I know it's like in boxing. We got to have it in college football and boxing. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. But if they yeah, they we'll need see. a strong leader that can bring everybody, the the idea that the Power Five conferences can just are out there on their own doing whatever they want. I know there it's needs ridiculous. to be somebody, who, and it might lead to the Power Five breaking away and having kind of a a commissioner of the Power Five. I think that's the best way to do it, Bone. I think they, I think they could, and I think that's very likely where it heads. Uh, we'll take a break. Come back with the rundown next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You're going to find some slow traffic on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. There's about a five-minute delay. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and cooling call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust in that area and traffic is slow on 71 southbound between fifth avenue and east broad street another five minute backup over there this traffic report is sponsored by lowe's the lowe's for pros loyalty program gives pros personalized offers purchase tracking and business management tools sign up today at lowesforpros.com slash pro loyalty one more reason why lowe's is the new home for pros terms and conditions apply u.s only only an array with fan traffic simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Well, it is Common Man and T-Bone. Dave Biddle filling in for Common Man today, but Teddy, can you jump into the Matrix and make sure Paul Keels is still in there? Because it sounded like he glitched out for a second, and I just want to make sure we still have a Paul Keels, because that was... That was terrifying to me. Listen to Paul Keels do a sports center, then right at the end, it just evaporates. Terrifying. The voice of God, Paul Keels. <laughs> Which, you know, that is a uh, that is a thought that uh, has been percolating in my head for the last few days. Uh, Teddy and I were talking about this a little bit, too. Like, we don't have a football season. We don't get to hear Paul Keels on the radio. As far as calling a football game... For, I mean, it would have been, you know, January of last year, right? And then, or of this, you know, December, January, right? And then we're going to go until maybe if we have a winter season, which, like you've said, Bids, I have no idea what that looks like. But 
We'll hear him calling basketball games probably before we'll hear him calling football games again. How wild is Hopefully, that? Hopefully, it, it's wild. Now, he has an open invitation if he wants to come out to Hilliard and uh, announce some middle school <laughs> girls' tennis matches. We'll, we'll love to have Paul out there. You have the sway? The voice you can, of God, you can, the voice you can of get the Buckeyes. That, you can get that to happen? Uh, well, I don't know if I can get Paul to do it, but I know that he has an open invitation if he wants to, to okay. come out. Okay, all right. Um, but yeah, here's my thing on basketball, Bone. I'm curious to get your take on this. Um, if we don't have Big Ten football, are they really going to be able to start Big Ten basketball in November or December when they're telling the football players you can't play? And let's assume that you know the SEC is playing and all that. You're really going to, after getting agar in your face by telling your big money maker you can't play football, you're going to start the basketball season in the Big Ten while the football season should be going on. So my thing is, if they're not having football, which it looks like they won't, I don't think we're going to have men's basketball either. I, well, I, always, I thought both were intertwined. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, here, here's the only thing I could say that maybe is different on that. Because I have thought this whole time, part of, part of what my frustration has been with all of this is if the NCAA would have just sacked up and said, look, we get it. This is amateur sports. However, this is also a pandemic, and this is weird, and it makes us billions of dollars every year. Not the NCAA, but it makes these conferences billions of dollars. We are temporarily suspending any and all penalties for you know, amateurism, whatever. It's a weird year. You want to bubble your players' football conferences. You want to make them go to a hotel and play all their games in a secluded location just to make sure you can get the season in. We're not going to judge you on that. We're not going to get anybody in trouble and admit that like this year is just weird. It's a one-off. They're suspending their rules for a year. That would have helped them from a legal standpoint say, yeah, we're we're just trying to have the football season. That's all we're trying to do. And then we'll bring it back all of our rules next year. I think with basketball, because that does make the NCAA money, unlike football, I think the NCAA is going to be damned if they can't find a way to get those games in. But I think part of it also lends to the fact that you don't have to move a hundred players plus support staff around. You've got 12 to 15 players, handful of coaches, couple trainers. You can get 30 people moved around a lot easier than if you have to move around all the people who go with the football team. You know what I mean? So the talk has been Thanksgiving when all the students are going to be off campus from basically Thanksgiving on into you know, whenever in the next year when the semester starts up again, that's when a lot of schools are targeting to play basketball to say, well, then we'll have the run of the campus. We can put all of our players in a dorm. We can have a bubble. There won't be students to interfere, other students on campus at the time. And then we can try to play our basketball at least, you know, a few weeks of it and get some games in. I think that's truly the model they're going to go to. And then maybe after that, they do like a conference tournament bubble and then they go to an NCAA tournament bubble. I think that's where they're headed. Uh, whether that's going to make people happy or not is a different thing, but I think that's where <laughs> basketball's headed right now is they're going to try to bubble because it's a little easier for a school to do that with that amount of people. But trust me, no one's going to be happy either way. If football's not being played and basketball is being played, it's going to be bizarre. <laughs> that is going to be surreal. Be. We've never seen anything like but that. Yeah, well, yeah, add it to the 2020 list, right, Bone? Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I will be, even though I think the Big Ten's making a bad decision by canceling football, I'm, I am rooting for men's and women's basketball to happen because 
Um, it's, you know, I, I don't think, uh, you know, I still want to see Ohio State basketball. I still want to see Ohio State basketball. I don't think just because, you know, I think it'd be unfair to the football players. So I don't like that, but I don't think that's enough to then cancel the basketball season. But I've always thought, like I said earlier, I always thought that they were kind of intertwined. Like, you're really going to have basketball if you don't have football, but you outlined it very well. It definitely is easier, for lack of a better word, to play basketball through this than it is to play football through this. The smaller rosters, you can have a bubble easier. We even saw before what the NBA did in Orlando, um, and I know they're having some social you know, justice issues right there, but just looking at it from a basketball standpoint, it's worked. It's worked perfectly. But let's even look at it from a, a smaller sense here in Columbus. The basketball tournament went off without a hitch. Yeah, it did. And, you know, and that was pretty, you know, relatively early, especially here in the state of Ohio. Um, basically in a bubble here, you know, proverbial bubble here in the, in the capital city. Um, and that worked. So it's easier in basketball. So I get that. Um, but I was, I was thinking, man, are they really going to start this basketball season while football should be being played in the Big Ten? It, the whole thing is, it's, it's frustrating. It's depressing, but it's also fascinating to, to, I want to fast forward and see how all this works out. Like, I want to fast forward to December and see, you know, was the Big Ten right? Was the Big Ten wrong? Did the Big Ten at the last moment decide to play football? Are we going to have men's basketball? You know, is the Big Ten, you know, are they making the worst decision in the history of sports by canceling football if the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12 were able to play? finish their season, crown a national champion. It's going to be fascinating to see how all this pans out, Bo. Yeah, it really is. Um, we'll hit the rundown here because we got a lot to talk about with what's going on with the Big Ten and the legal battle. Let's do that, Ted. Common Man and T-Bones, the rundown. The rundown. All right, so we started off the day talking about how Nebraska players, eight of them, have filed a lawsuit asking not for money, although it does say like they they will accept payment of less than $75,000, which I thought was just a, I don't know, there must be some local statute that says they have to put some monetary value in. I don't know. But either way, <laughs> the main crux of what they're asking for is resumption of the season and clarification from the Big Ten as to why the season was postponed in the first place. Uh, Big Ten attorney Andrew Luger responded to that today uh, in a briefing, he said, quote, the harm would be incredible, end quote, if the board of directors documents were made available to the public just because eight student athletes disagree with the decision. Uh, he then said the court is asking for something with, quote, no precedent. And then I saw just about a half hour ago, this came down. The judge in, in the hearing, I, I don't know if it's case, whatever the term is, but the judge who's been assigned all this, Susan Strong is her name. She gives the Big Ten until 5 p.m. on Monday to file a written brief in response to the motion for expedited recovery. Expedited recovery would be saying, you know, we can't sit on this for a while. You need to show us why we, you know, don't need these documents right now. That's the Nebraska players claim. So she's saying you need to write a brief in response to that. Um, they only had a couple of hours to look over anything today before it went to court. So she is giving them an extension till Monday, but big 10 is going to have to answer this in more detail than what they just did today. So who knows? Maybe there's a little more twist and turn to this than we initially thought. Yeah, you got to hope so. If you're a, a fan of uh, wanting a season to happen, you believe that it should, like I am. Um, and who knows? I could be completely wrong. We could have, we could see, you know, the other conferences shut down, and the Big Ten ends up saying, "See, I told you guys we were right." Um, I tend to think those other leagues are going to play. They're going to have hiccups, just like we're seeing in Major League Baseball. Um, but I think they're going to forge ahead. Heck, you're going to have people joking in the South. Maybe they're not even joking. Hey, we already got herd immunity for half the players because you're hearing stories about like half the team for Clemson had it and, and LSU and many other 
Baylor's Bama. Um, we'll see, man. Like I said, I'd love to fast forward and see how this turns out. I think the Big Ten's making a terrible decision. Now, will this Nebraska lawsuit work? I probably not, but I love how it keeps heat on Kevin Warren and the Big Ten presidents. Yeah, it, it, look, I'll say this. I have supported for a long time the voices of players being heard in the Big Ten and in college football. I do think there should be a player's council, a player's, I don't know if union's the right word, but it, it's tough to get that change implemented because you have guys who are on scholarship for four or five years, and then just by the time they get some seniority, they get a voice, they feel like, all right, I've I've handled school and college football, and now I want to make some changes well, then they're out. <laughs> you know, you don't have 10-year veterans like you do in the NFL who end up on the Players Association helping out with these issues. So I do think it is good that the parents are getting involved, and I would like to see if some of these players, after their playing careers are done, if they don't become more active in trying to get a voice for athletes, not just in this weird scenario, but in many aspects of college football. I think that would ultimately be a good thing, so I hope it happens. Uh, Ted, let's wrap it up. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Catch the rundown every day, 502 right here on the fan. Uh, don't forget, we're doing Would You Rather at 534, your chance to win fabulous prizes. You can tweet us your Would You Rather right now at Man and Bone 971. That is the Twitter handle. There is an interesting situation happening in pro sports with regards to some of the protests that happened yesterday or the the sitting out of games from the NBA. Other leagues did so too. One owner of a sports team was not on board with his team sitting out their game yesterday. And he is <laughs> he is letting them know about it today in a way that may cost him his franchise. Give you details on that next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You're going to find some slow traffic on I-70 westbound between Mel... Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. And the 71 East split plan about a five-minute backup. And rain showers moving throughout the area. These could be affecting the visibility of the roads. Please be extra cautious while you're driving. This traffic report is sponsored by Lowe's. The Lowe's for Pros Loyalty Program gives pros personalized offers, purchase tracking, and business management tools. Sign up today at lowesforpros.com slash proloyalty. One more reason why Lowe's is the new home for pros. Terms and conditions apply U.S. only. Elmiana Ray with fan traffic. Murdering brain cells, one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Welcome in. Dave Biddle filling in for Common Man today. Would You Rather is coming up 534. You can tweet us at Man and Bone 971 if you would like to get your Would You Rather in early. Uh, so, Biddle, this story from Major League Soccer, I, I am aware that most people are probably not too familiar with the guy who owns Real Salt Lake, okay? His name is Del Loy Hansen. He owns Real Salt Lake. He owns the women's team in Salt Lake City, and I believe he owns a USL team too. So he owns a bunch of soccer teams, okay? This guy was not happy. Yesterday, Real Salt Lake was supposed to play like what you saw in the NBA, and a lot of their players said no. 
They decided not to play. The league actually stepped in after the players said, we're not going to play, and said, all right, we're just going to not have games. We're going to make sure everyone knows that we're not having any games. So Major League Soccer was no no games last night. Um, Deloy Hansen's team was one of the teams that didn't participate. So apparently today they got to the practice facility and were told that they could take their COVID test, which they had to do, but then they would not be allowed to practice. And then it was told that the players were basically told to go home because the coaches and management were having a meeting. And then it was reported that Major League Soccer is looking into removing Deloy Hansen because he gave comments where he said, I'm basically going to have to fire a bunch of people because these players protested. It was a a pretty shocking revelation. Let me read you his... Uh, Exact quotes. What did, for, before I read them, Bids, you just read them in the break. What did you think of these quotes when you read them? Shocking. Like, the initial quote was bad enough, um, but it almost, you know, it, it's almost not that surprising that an owner of a team would overreact like that. But I don't understand at all. First of all, that's ridiculous what he said about just not supporting his team um, and just over-the-top comments that he just should have kept to himself. But then to come out here and he's not just mad at his team, he's now going to take it out on the fans who had nothing to do with this. He's now going to not allow fans to come to games. And as you mentioned, as you alluded to, he's now going to start cutting jobs. He said, quote, we will not be inviting fans back to the stadium in the future. So tomorrow I will start cutting 40 to 50 jobs again because they had furloughed some employees. They brought them back. He's basically bragging. See, I brought all these employees back. Now I'm going to fire these people. I'm going to show you guys. You guys are not going to protest. I'm going to fire all these innocent people. Yeah, what a jerk. I wish I, well, I wish I could use stronger language, but I don't want to. I don't want to get in trouble. I I understand. Well, here's here's the thing. So yeah, he he said all that. Here are some other quotes from Deloy Hansen, who owns Real Salt Lake in MLS. He said, uh, watching his team boycott the game, strike against the game yesterday. You know, due to the issues with you know police shootings in wisconsin he said it was like somebody stabbed you and you're trying to figure out a way to pull the knife out and move forward that's what it feels like the disrespect is profound to me personally i mean he didn't say it's like getting shot in the back seven times but my god could you not could you not have picked like almost a worse symbolism right there than to say this is like getting stabbed oh What's worse than that, Deloy Hansen? The thing they were protesting, which is getting shot. Like, why in the world would you think that that analogy would make any sense? But he went on. He said that he, he is, this is the quote that is getting the run on Twitter. He said, it's taken a lot of wind out of my sails. What effort I want to put into recruiting players and building a great team. It just seems that's not a very good path to take. So woe is Deloy Hansen. He is so oh. sad that his players protested. Now he wants to take his money and go home. Well, good, Deloy Hansen. Guess what you can do? You can sell the team because there are plenty of people who would buy that soccer team because it is valuable. And I hate to say is he would make money off of it, just like Jerry Richardson did when he sold the Panthers, despite being an absolute scumbag. But he will make money selling this team, and then he can go away and do whatever he does. By the way, Bids, would you like to know what he does in his off time? This is... A tell, guy, tell me, Bone. This guy is someone who is claiming he can't pay 40 to 50 part-time employees because he's going to lose 5,000 fans a game by shutting the stadium down. All choices he would be making here. But do you know what he does in his free time? He likes to buy antique coins. 
recently, within the last year, he bought a coin for $1.3 million. A coin. I think. Well, there is a coin shortage. I mean, he's just <laughs> got that coin shortage out there. Yeah, that's true. The price has gone up on coins, man. I got to go to Chuck E. Cheese to the dollar changer and just make bank. Just put a dollar in and get four quarters out, and then I could buy an MLS team, apparently. Yeah, there you go. This guy is complaining about not having enough money to pay his people because he would be choosing to shut it down because he's a spoiled man baby. And meanwhile, he's got billions in the bank and $1.3 million in rare coin. Not coins, one coin just sitting around his house. So. He's making yeah. coin literally. Yeah, that's the thing, man. He's not even saying, like, I don't even have the money to pay these people. He's admitting, just to be a jerk, I'm going to cut the jobs of these innocent people who have nothing to do with this protest last night. They were right. already furloughed. They're not making much money anyway. He's not saying, I don't have the money to do it. He just says, just to be a jerk, I'm going to have these people lose their jobs. 40 to 50 people that work for Ray Salt Lake. Uh, Unbelievable. Yeah, he he's... Yeah, he's a piece of garbage, and I say that what because what is up with MLS owners, man? Well, well, here's the well, thing. No, yeah. obviously we've. I'll, I'll tell you this: has great owners, but Precourt and <laughs> now, now this guy. I oh, will gosh. say though, I will say Deloy Hansen makes Anthony Precourt looks like a stable human. That's that's how bad it is. Like <laughs> this is just a joke, and it's so it's so bad. Donovan Mitchell, who plays for the Jazz, who's a tremendous player and has obviously been doing very well in the playoffs, he's obviously dealing with their own fallout in the NBA from decisions that the players have made there. He said this about Deloy Anson. He said that um, if it's taking the wind out of the, of the sails, then sell the team. I stand with the Real Salt Lake players. And this is getting panned just nationwide by people who follow sports or have seen these comments. Major League Soccer is going to step in, and they are going to take this guy's team away. Not because he has a stance, but because he is out and out just telling his players, I don't support you in anything that you're doing, and I'm going to take it out on people who don't have anything to do. At least if Deloy Hansen had come back and said, okay, all the players who were involved, you're all cut, and I'm not going to have a soccer team this year. I'm cutting all of you. I don't agree with it. I would still think that's terrible, and I would still think that's moronic. But at least you could say he had the balls to stand behind his his comments and address them directly to the people who boycotted. In this case, you're right. He's looking at them and saying, I'm going to take out the punishment for you that I don't like you. I'm going to take it out on these other people who aren't even related to the situation. That is even more BS and more pathetic than what he would have done if he had just said, fine, I'm shutting down my team and I'm selling it. That's not what he's doing. He is... Just deplorable. I can't stand this. He's guy. throwing a, a, a he's throwing an adult hissy fit. Is he what is. He's doing. He is. Oh, and by the way, he's currently on a radio station that he owns. Which <laughs> that's how much money the guy owes. He owns radio stations. They, they are not cheap. And he is on the radio station saying that uh, this is going to impact the resources he has to spend on his team moving forward. He just doesn't know if he can afford to go on if the players keep protesting again. The guy with a $1.3 million rare coin says he doesn't know if he can afford to go on. So keep an eye on that situation. But he sounds like a piece of work. Uh, let's do Would You Rather. That's coming up now. So you can call us. 614-821-9710 is the phone number. Or you can tweet us at manandbone971 with your Would You Rather. The best Would You Rather, rather and Raver the best would you rather is going to get a $50 Loops gift card. Loops is true Chicago-style food on the corner of Northwest Boulevard and King Avenue in Grandview. We love those guys. Go check them out. 
Would you rather is next. Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You're going to find an in. Oh, hello. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Accident on Whitethorn Avenue, south of Sullivan Avenue. Please be cautious over here as they try to get things cleaned up. Plan about a five to ten minute slowdown in the meantime as traffic begins to build. Again, use extra caution over here. This traffic report is sponsored by Lowe's. The Lowe's for Pros Loyalty Program gives pros personalized offers, purchase tracking, and business management tools. Sign up today at Lowe's for loyalty. One more reason why Lowe's is the new home for pros. Terms and conditions apply, U.S. only. Eliana Ray with fan traffic. Would you rather? With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Geico Insurance. 614-821-9710 is the phone number. Would you rather? The winner gets a $50 Loops gift card. Loops, true Chicago-style food on the corner of Northwest Boulevard and King Avenue in Grandview. Dave Biddle filling in for Common Man. You ready for some Would You Rather bids? Absolutely, Bone. All right, let's get into it. Uh, what do you want? Do you want to tweet first? We've got some tweets, and I've got some uh, calls. Which would you rather take first? Let's take the tweet first. All right, I've got one from Max who said, would you rather have the Big Ten reverse their decision and allow the fall season to resume? No promises about Ohio State winning, but at least have the chance. Or a guarantee of your team, browns Bengals." Win the AFC with a chance at the Super Bowl. So you'd be the AFC champion Bengals, or Browns in my case. Or you get Ohio State back. <sighs> that is that is a tough one. Because I've, I've started to make peace with the fact that there's not going to be football. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not happy about it. I'm not rooting for that. But from the standpoint of mental preparation... I'm trying to get my brain around the idea that there's just not going to be college football. So if you guaranteed me that my team could go to the Super Bowl, wow, that is uh, something I've not seen. Especially the Browns have never been there. Yeah, I mean, at least the Bengals have been and lost. You might have that experience again, but the Browns have never even been to the Super Bowl. What would you pick, Bids? Well, because no, I would need to know are the Bengals playing the San Francisco 49ers? Because if they are, we know they're, how that's going to end in the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> no guarantees. In, yeah, both of them. It was, yeah, it was uh, heart wrenching losses by the Bengals. Um, because of that, now if you told me the Bengals are guaranteed to win the Super Bowl, I might have a different viewpoint. But uh, I'm just convinced the Bengals will find a way to lose the Super Bowl. I've seen that act before. Give me Big Ten football. That's what I would rather see is Big Ten football this fall. You know, I I would I it would be better for everyone. So I will pick Big Ten football. But 
I think deep down inside, Ooh. if I got a chance to see the Browns <laughs> in the Super Bowl, man, I've never seen it. Come on. What do you right. want from me? I thought and, for sure you were going to say Browns in the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, I, I, yeah. You shocked I, me there. You're just no, trying to I, be a man of the people. I'm saying for the people, if I was actually given the choice, I would pick that for the greater good because I know what that means to everyone here, and it means to me. I would still love to see the Buckeyes. And by the way, that could then mean the Buckeyes win a national championship. That's a really good question, Max. I, I mm-hmm, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, was a good one. We've got, uh, I believe, is it James on the line, Ted? Let's go to James. Hey, James, you're on the fan. Doing? Good, man. Go ahead. All right. Would you rather have no knees or no elbows? I just enjoy oh, the visual, number one. All right, Bids, you first. No knees or no elbows? Wait, how does this work? Like, would you? <laughs> you have straight legs or straight arms. Like, you can't either. Okay, you so can't measure say, arms. Not, it's not. It's not cut off. At, okay, it was not cut off at the end of the elbow or end of the the knee. Okay, I would rather. Um, oh gosh, I would rather not have elbows. I guess I don't know. I'll go with that. Yeah, I. What do you think, Bone? I got to be able to bend my elbows. <laughs> For various reasons, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, no, I, I'd go with no knees. I just go with bending elbows. We'll leave it there. Uh, this one's from Tommy, who tweeted in, said, uh, "Would you rather be the owner of Real? Would you rather see the owner of Real Salt Lake lose all of his money, or have him be exiled to a deserted island?" I mean, I really don't like. I don't necessarily want to see the guy like lose all of his money. I just. I think he's not I a do. good human. But yeah, all right, fine. Yeah, lose uh, yeah, all of his money. It, there you go. Yes. Because if he goes to the deserted island, he's still going to have his money, and someone's going to come That's rescue true. him. Probably, yeah. He, he would find a way. Eh. He find a way, and all it takes, though, even then, is just all he has to do is find some something to you know brush or something to light a fire, and someone could discover him. And then if they find him, they bring him back, and he'd have all his money. Rather him, yeah, lose all his money. I guess if that's if you're going for just pure vindictive, you know, attitude there, I guess you could do that. Um, let's see here. Uh, this one just came in. Would you rather be an Olympic gold medalist or a Nobel Peace Prize winner? <sighs> the gold medalist means I would have a much better body. Like if I was an Olympic swimmer, <laughs> just I don't even have to be a gold medalist. If you're just like you're an Olympic swimmer, I would take that because I'd be really tall and fit, zero percent body fat. Yeah, give me that. I'd, the Nobel Peace Prize thing, like who cares? Everybody's going to tell you how smart you are, but so what? Like that's overrated. I'd much rather be like in shape. What about you, Bids? Yeah, and you'd have a whole country rooting for you. It'd be on TV. Give me the Olympic gold medal. Yes, I agree. That's fine, but I'm saying I don't even need that. I don't, like, put me in gold. I could be like, (laughs) yes, I could be gold medalist now. Like, just give me gold medalist at 38 years old and just say, yeah, you won way back then. It's all on video, but now you're just you walking around. It's like, cool. I'm in shape, and every once in a while, someone is like, hey, you're the guy. And I'd be like, I sure am. And then that's that. That's all it is. I don't want to be the Nobel Peace Prize winner. That sounds sounds like you have to give a bunch of speeches if you do that. I don't think I want that. Uh, let me see who else we have here real quick. Hang on a second. We've got this one. Would you rather have a desk job or an outdoor job? No. Come on. I, <laughs> I was built for the indoors. I am not. I am not someone who needs to be outside. At all. Outdoor job would be good for like two months out of the year around here. You have maybe, maybe like early, late April, early May, and then maybe late September, early October is nice, but the rest of the time it's miserable. No way. But you wouldn't want to. Yeah, unless you're talking, would you? 
No, no, that sounds like too much labor to me. Um, unless it's like a major league baseball player or something like that. Anything else, give me the office job, um, not the outdoor job. All right, let's go back to the phone. 614-821-9710 is the phone number. JMO, you're on the fan. Go ahead, JMO. Yes, this is JMO. I got a would you rather here momentarily, but T Bone, for you to even consider, that to consider whether you would choose an Ohio State season with no guarantees <laughs> or the Browns in the playoffs. Uh, to quote my favorite 1980s tennis star, you cannot be serious. You can't be serious. Okay. Would you rather? Would but which way? You rather, which way could I not be serious? <laughs> JMO, which way could I not be serious? What do you mean? Which way? You shouldn't even have to consider it. It should be, it should be Buckeye season all the way. Now, listen to my would you rather, because this is glorious. Would you rather, would you rather, T-Bone or, or Bits, have Kevin Warren eat some jumbo sea scallops in experience, devastating food poisoning that's not lethal but painful for 18 okay. hours? All right. Or would you rather the same thing happen to Jim Harbaugh? Who do you hate more? There you go, T-Bone. <laughs> Thank That's you, easy Jamie. for me. That's yeah, easy you... for me. I mean, Ohio State is is Jim Harbaugh's uh, father at this C- point. I, it's their, just, they just yeah, they are his sea scallops. He, he yeah, they, I mean, they own him. He brings us joy right after Thanksgiving every year. It's like the opposite of the John Cooper years. Whereas Kevin Warren is on the verge of making perhaps the biggest blunder in sports history, taking football away from us. So yes, I would <laughs> rather see. I'm glad you said not lethal. Yeah, yeah, not lethal. So we give, obviously we wouldn't give want me that. The, the no. non Lethal Michael Jordan pizza food poisoning for Kevin Warren. I'll tell you what. I uh, I actually, if I could pick secret option C, it would just be, can I have the C scallops so I can have that? Because I feel like I would lose some weight, and I think that would help. It would just be an easier way. <laughs> just clear me out, and I could have a, you know, that'd be a good kickstart to the diet if I dropped like 20 pounds because I just had a weekend of terrible seafood so there you go all right uh, we're going to give the prize to james today james is going to get a 50 dollars loops gift card loops true chicago style food on the corner of northwest boulevard and king avenue in grandview back page when we come back it's man and bone on the fan fan traffic from the logan ac and heat services traffic center Good evening. You're going to find an injury. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Accidents still being worked on on Whitethorn Avenue south of Sullivan Avenue. Traffic is beginning to build in this area as they continue to work things clear. Plan about a five-minute slowdown in the meantime and use caution over here. This traffic report is sponsored by Crafts P3 Portable Protein Packs. Try Crafts P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients, meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. P3 is packaged in convenient on-the-go containers, so if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Final segment of the program. Dave Biddle been filling in today, doing a great job. And Timmy Hall, who was filling in the last few days, now joins us from the Buckeye Show. How you doing, Timmy? You guys. Bone, Bids, Panama, Ted. So who did better? Do I lose? What do you mean, who did better? 
<laughs> what from you and from you and bids? Come on, what are you talking about? <laughs> what is no? I, I wasn't grading. I don't have a competition. What do you think? I have notes over here. Like, all right, segment one, Timmy. Segment two, bids. Like, I'm not doing that. Come on. Just just thought you would know. Just thought it would be a an instinct type of thing. Like, oh, oh God, today's show yeah. is way better than the last few days. He just doesn't <laughs> want to like tell that. you, Tim. <laughs> I think I got my answer there, didn't I, Bids? No, I don't know I knew if you it. did or it's not. Okay. That's why I didn't yeah. get the invite to, to chat on that one fun podcast. What, what is, what is happening? Nice episode, though. What is happening now? Is Tim, Tim, because I heard you doing this Maddie Andrews yesterday, too. Is, you're just, is this your new deal? Is that everybody you talk to, you're like, oh, just going to make this as awkward as possible. Hey, how you doing? Just every time? Because you did that with Matt Andrews last night, and it was like a solid... Th- five seconds of audio where there was just nothing being said because you put Matt on the spot and then you had to laugh about how awkward it was, which I, I appreciated, <laughs> by the way. It was good. It was funny. But yeah, I, if, you, uh, if you missed that, we tweeted out the audio last night at Degenerate T-Bone uh, at the Buckeye Show. You can follow it there. But yeah, it it was quite funny, that little interaction you guys had. No, it, this is no new thing. You know how it, it was just sort of like the joke of the day. That's all it was. I had that fresh in my mind. I had that joke about the podcast. It was just so ironic because I brought one back page story to the table yesterday, and I had no idea. I, I was told before we did a little pre-show meeting that Bone was going to jump on the Nerd Association podcast. And we had talked about what that podcast was, and Chops and Daniel are doing a great job with that. And it was, it was made like with the idea that anyone who sort of has a passion for a certain topic that they might go into, that a third or fourth <laughs> wheel could jump in yes. and be a part of that conversation for 30 minutes. I had no idea what he was discussing that day, and I, out of the blue, want to talk to him about the Batman teaser trailer because I know both he and I are interested in it. And he's like, oh, well, what do you know? This is exactly what we talked about on the Nerd Association <laughs> podcast. And I was just, I just played it. I was like, oh, that, that, sounds, that sounds like it must have been a lot of fun. That, it's really good for you, you know? Didn't and then Matty A was talking about steak dinners a half an hour, an hour later, and I just sort of played it up with him. And yes, the silence alarm almost went off because he didn't know where to go from that. So I had to jump yeah, you- back in and save. I was like, I'm sorry. I was being sarcastic. Please enjoy your steak. Just make sure that it's not well done and have a great night. You you turned Matt Andrews vegan in that one segment. You just got did, him to swear off steak forever because of your reaction. Oh, it was yeah. it was pretty great. All right, oh, I'm just a good for nothing. No steaks for me. I'm just gonna have a cheeseburger tonight. <laughs> yeah. Now, for what it's worth, Tim, on the Nerd Association, we also talked uh, DC Fandom, which is a whole other like it's their Comic Con that they're doing virtually, where they were unleashing all of these trailers. So not just the Batman, but the Suicide Squad, that yeah. movie's coming yeah. out. How about all the ni- characters in that? There's thing. like 97 characters Good in that God. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And The Rock is getting his own. He's playing Black Adam, which is a whole other thing. If you've not ever checked into that lore, you should. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, so there's a lot of big movies coming out from DC. It wasn't just Batman, but it was a lot of Batman. So next time we talk Batman, I think I will, I will gladly step aside and say, no, no, Tim Hall. Put him on Nerd Association. I, uh, I think you're you're working yourself into a podcast host here because they're going to come and now use you for like five episodes straight. Because I guarantee you, they feel bad. Right? Yeah, the shame worked in that regard. <laughs> I really just wanted to talk about the Batman. I'm not as in tune with the rest of that DC world, but I did see I did see that thing uh, for the Suicide Squad last week, which was interesting. I didn't know about the Rock one that you just mentioned, so I'll have to check that out. But uh, it's it's interesting to see because I feel. And I don't know if you agree, 
it, DC is just worlds behind what Marvel did. I mean, they have to be, both with you know money made at the box office, success of the movies. It's not even close right now. So besides Batman, they got a lot of work to do, making up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what's coming up on the Buckeye Show tonight? Coming up tonight, we got my buddy Matty A in again. Uh, we'll talk some recruiting with, uh, I think he's the new national recruiting analyst for The Athletic, Ari Wasserman. He'll be on at 6.33. We'll do a little Buckeye Throwback Thursday where we'll talk about one of the biggest games in the 2017 season, and we'll hit you with the College Football Pulse at 7 o'clock. Full two-hour show tonight. All right, there you go. Buckeye Show is coming up next, but right now it's back page time. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. All right, Bids, take it away. These are interesting historical facts from BuzzFeed.com. Now, in the Civil War, 750,000 men died, Bone, in the United States. That was nearly 3% of the population of the entire United States Hmm. died in the Civil War population was around 32 million in uh, 1863 1865 so a lot of people died in the civil war and i just found it interesting to kind of look back on what the population was in the 1960 or excuse me the 1860s 31 right around 30 32 31 million people living in the united states now we've got about 330 million and another interesting thing from the 1800s this is kind of gross Dentures were commonly made from the mouths of dead soldiers. So if Ew, you had dentures whoa. in the 1800s, really? they were the teeth of dead soldiers. Yikes. Now maybe you, maybe you kind of looked at it as, listen, they died in... Our, yeah. I got to tell yeah, you. interesting historical they, fact, man. I know that this is like... We always look back on history sometimes and say, well, I would never have done this, that, or the other thing. But, like, if they at the time were like, all right, good news, you have no teeth, but... We can get you some teeth. And I said, oh, cool. Where are they coming from? They're like, well, this soldier just died, and we've taken all of his mouth parts out, and we're going to give them to you. I'd say, you know what? I'm going to stick to soft food. I'll stick to bread and whatever else I can gum down. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not going to do that. That's No, that sounds terrible. I'm not putting someone else's teeth in my head. That's it's not a good thing. I wouldn't... That uh, is strange. Yeah. You guys want to hear one, one more quick thing that's even grosser than that. In oh, Roman times... In Roman times, urine was used to wash clothes. Oh, why? They used it's urine t- it's very to sterile, wash right? Clothes. Well, I, yeah. You would think it would smell, though. Once again, yeah. we taught. See, you missed this earlier, Timmy. We were talking about how you like, boil we're talking about shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about shrimp, and now I said, you know, shrimp is delicious. We all enjoy shrimp, but the first person who pulled a shrimp out of the water and was like, "I got to get into what's inside this shell and try to eat it." Like, I just, I wonder what that person was thinking. And the first person from, you know, those times who said, yeah, this will be a good way to wash clothes. And no one else was like, are you sure, Bill? Like, I don't think that's right. They just adopted it. We're like, well, Bill said it's clean. So I think that's what we're all doing now. That just uh, strikes yeah. me. Yeah, I love how that guy's name was Bill way back it, then. It was, had definitely. cool shortened nicknames. A lot of, of Bills in the Roman yeah. times. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> A lot of the yeah, Billies. That's right. <laughs> Maximus. Billy. Yes. Billiam Maximus the third. I don't know. Uh, that, that's it for us. Bids will be back tomorrow. Buckeye Show is coming up next. We will see you all tomorrow. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Service.
Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. This is Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find that earlier accident has cleared from Whitethorn Avenue south of Sullivan Avenue. All lanes are open in that area, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual backups, about a five-minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs. Try Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients, meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. P3 is packaged in convenient on-the-go containers, so if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills, or whatever the generic is called now, yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on should. it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. A different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. Thanks. You, you would. I, you would look like a total I mean, clan member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there that are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just <laughs> saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. That shave it back down, but the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like oh he's 
going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it, even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I know, I know I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down. Then is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. Like every other fat soccer yes, loving guy. Good. Right I, now. Don't, I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something.